Welcome to the Flawed, Foolish and Fantastic podcast. Waigur ji ka khalsa, Waigur ji ki fateh. Waigur ji ka khalsa, Waigur ji ki fateh. I'm going to say thank you for coming back on the Flawed, Foolish and Fantastic podcast, but that wasn't really your choice. Basically for anybody who's listening, Rav Singh has already been on on season 1 mm-hmm. of the Flawed, Foolish and podcast. We already know he's fantastic. This man's gone up a level. He's still fantastic, but he's got better. So we had to come back for a second round. However, we didn't tell him we were coming back for a second round, and we have basically turned up at his door, forced him to get changed, and uh, put him in front of a camera. And uh, last time you no. told me it was a podcast, that was my first podcast, yeah. and I thought it was going to be no cameras, and I was sitting in a black t-shirt. Now I've got my history waistcoat on, so I feel comfortable today. No, that's it's good. all right. You know, so <laughs> I apologise, and I say thank you at the same time. I apologise for being impromptu. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thankful that you've gone yes and. your humility's allowed us to come in. No, no make you, the most of your trip to Romford. So, so no, definitely look for a cheese place to go to then. We'll see. But no, just want to say one well, thank you very much. Thank you for being our fantastic again. Flood and Foolish are here representing and learning from you. And I really want to initially obviously just say thank you for having us back, but this is a catch up on developments since last time. We saw you in January. Mm. Since then we've seen some wonderful holiday posts around Europe. But I know that you went holidaying around Europe. I know that you were going around Europe. You were researching, looking after research and finding new things with regards to the little history seeks which to be honest is no longer a little history anymore. In the medium way, history now. In the way that you're going, you're finding so much stuff which is relevant and uh, I'm quite excited to find out more. So I'm going to pass the mic over to you Rav and oh, tell us Since last time we've seen you what have you found what are your developments and what can we look forward to seeing this is going to go out some this will probably going to go out in January isn't it so yeah. you'll probably release stuff on the internet before us but by that time I'd like this Now, to January is the right time for what's happening so, yeah. yeah so really I think we spoke at the end of January last yep. this year yep and I think we were coming out of covid from my tours at that stage yes. because for two years I'd been quite quiet in terms of physical tours on coaches or in Europe and really with the Brexit situation and um the covid situation it was time to emerge you know 2022 and this year we've been really busy we've had a very busy season mm. but yes I have been going back to Europe and picking out some research out in Europe yeah. we've been working away so I think well, I think before, before post I hit, yeah go before on. I hit Europe Yeah, yeah, go on. Have you found anything new in the UK? Yeah, so in the UK, it's um interesting. We've done our Oxford tours last year and the Oxford information just keeps building for me. Okay. Um we've been working with Stephen Barker and Dr. Priya Thwal. Yeah. Um and that was really about um trying to have a partnership with Oxford. So Priya works as a history faculty fellow yeah. for Oxford histories. So they're they're interested in history around Oxford. I had started doing mapping Oxford. and then with Stephen with his book about Hardit Singh Malik we were able to actually hone in on further locations so my tour would have been Dr Manmohan Singh Hardit Singh Malik um the the Leap Singh sisters and just kind of little histories around Oxford yeah. but what happens is when you partner up with an author you combine the little hith- histories with the in-depth histories yeah. and suddenly the tour becomes even more deeper and enriching than I could ever have made it. Really? So having Stephen and Priya join our inaugural tour and then we did another one earlier this year. Yeah. Um really gives me kind of that's where I think it's going to go now where I can partner up with people, yeah. give them the opportunity to meet their audience 
and I can bring people who are genuinely interested and have the questions, you know. And we've done that with Amarpal this year with the East yeah. India Company tours um, and the Battle oh, of we Chilliambola tours. We oh, were, that was yeah, the one. We yeah, you were that one. So that I like with Amarpal. I've done with Arfan Malik at the British Museum okay. because he's been presenting some partition stories there and his stories. And really the next set is where we were a little history with guides it's a little history with guides and then a collective of experts. Okay. And those collectives are people, you know, who I think do a lot of good work. Their books are behind me. Yeah. I've used their books to develop the tours. Yeah. And having them on the tour with, with me just makes it amazing because they, they add so much to my tour. But equally, they have an audience who appreciate them being the in the physical, yeah, accessible physically. And, you know, I watch those tours because I don't need to work so much. If Stephen takes over, I can just step back and watch. Yeah. And what I actually see is, um, you know, people absorbing that history and thinking about it. When you're in my position, I can watch them think. And then I know I'm going to come back to those people in 10 years time and see it's impacted on their lives. Yeah. And this year there was that example. So we had 10 years ago, um, I did a tour to Thetford. And on that tour was um, a brother and a sister whose mother at Ilford Gurdwara. And um, they'd been on the tour. That's fine. I've got the photos. I've got the little thank you yeah. um, at the end. And this year, um, her name's Simran Gordbanesir. She is such a fantastic she's artist. She's the artist, yeah. The she's, artist. she's just on the beautiful artwork. And, yeah. yeah. And she was in Chelsea. She was at the Prince's um, Foundation for Fine Arts. Yes. She was presenting there. I went to see her pieces. Yeah. And then I took my card with her because she said, you know, I really enjoyed this trip. This was in 2012 when yeah. we went to Thetford on a coach. And somehow she's continued that passion yeah. and her parents have supported her. And she's now one, you know, an emerging artist in the UK on yeah, fine yeah. arts. And that to me just completes the wheel. That's what Little History was about. It's yeah. about Karam Sir Kids not moving to the Western pace so fast, taking a step back, realising their rich history and heritage. And I always thought if you're going to be a teacher, a lawyer, a doctor, at least you carry your history with you yes. so you can be confident. But when she can take it to that level, I'm not saying it was because of little history, but I'm saying, but that's the model. It was yeah. supposed to not be for elders at the end of their, you know, their retirement years. Yeah, it's it was for the youngsters to give them something to, a bit of their own history to aspire to share with others again, isn't that's it? That's it. And this year I went to see her exhibition, just quietly went on my own just looked around and you feel kind of proud that, you know, she's there. Hmm. Her art is selling for good prices. Oh, it looks you know? beautiful. It looks and it's amazing, good. you know. Um, and if the credit card machine worked, I think she would have had a sale, but it kept declining for three times. It was a fault with the machine, not with my credit card limit. <laughs> not, so, not, not like me, just pretend I've got some money and give a dodgy card. Okay. No, 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 that card had money and I was waiting for some invoices and it just wouldn't process. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to talk to her mum and just do it private, sell it out. Exactly. <laughs> you know? But I just wanted her to know that her art was um, was appreciated because they have these little red dots, you know, yeah. when pieces sell. And she was selling. Yeah. Good on her. And it's good. And and, and hopefully she'll make she'll make her name now. But she's 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 doing well. But then there's all these other kids, you know, whether it's in sport or it's other. You're watching this generation now. Yeah. That they're not tied to doctor, lawyer, accountant. You know, those were, well, yeah. that was the only choices. Yeah, That's DLA is Dr. Lawyer to. Accountant, you know. Yeah. That was our generation was DLA. You know? <laughs> get out of my ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know? I want to be a therapist. Get out of my house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was it. it. That sort of thing. That's it. So now that's 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 what little history was supposed to be about. Mm. It's ten years now in the public domain, and it's starting. I can see it working. Yeah. Um, and it's about now the new generation joining the tours and 
kind of working their own way but it's it's i can see how it's now developed you know and in this this year season i've had lots of kind of we've been part of the mayor of london's program um london unseen so that's given us a platform where it's not a Sikh audience anymore. Today there was three Sikhs. Everyone else was non-Sikh. That's wicked. You know, um, and there was 40 people on the tour. Um, well, that's even better. It's, it's enriching enough that our community want to learn about their own. Yeah. But the moment you've got people from outside of our community interested in what we have participated in or what our history is, yeah. that's got to be really nice. And that's, that's, you know, that's my vision for 2020 was I've done eight years with the Sikh community in a kind of safe space. Hmm. You know, now I need to face out and let's take it forward. And there's a lot of emerging opportunities now. And this is what I was just saying to your daughter. I don't know how this is going to go. We just flow with it and let's just see how it goes. You know, I'm sure I'll get pulled up by someone if I make a wrong turn somewhere. You know, (laughs) you know, but um, until then, you just carry on and going until then and develop and hone your techniques better. And that's what you're doing, isn't it? That's it. So you've found some extra things in, in Oxford. Raced, raced with the the academics that are there and obviously they've enriched your tour yeah um, is that, that yeah well items in London I'm always finding oh that's what I was London, about to say what, what, yeah. how many more items have you found in London so one of the ones which you came on the tour and I've been this huge memorial in Tower Hill it's opposite and that was our meeting yeah. point and well, I've only we were late for that you were late for that yeah, but we I'm were, fleeting we were late. so I do this kind of I've been focusing on my East End Sikh history tours. Yeah. So what had happened is this Tower Hill Memorial, it's iconic. You know, it's big, it's huge, but we're not seafarers, I thought. So, yeah. you know, there's not really nothing Sikh here. Until I met a Bengali gentleman, right? So I met him in Allgate and he said to me, um, what do you do? How does it work? Here's a library in Brick, Brick Lane. So I just go and wander in, sit, see if I can find any books and sit down. Mm. It's like a reading club. So he says, what do you, and I have my card with me, so I just show him the maps and my card, and he says, oh, you do histories in London? I said, yeah, try to find new things. He says, have you been to the Tower Hill Memorial? I said, not really, it's a Merchant Navy Memorial, I didn't really think there'd be any links. Yeah. He said, no, have a visit, I'm sure you'll find a Singh name there, right? Because it's all full of Uddins and Salars and people from Calcutta in the Merchant Navy, who during World War II had passed away. So then basically now... While we're waiting for people, we say, go and find the Singh names. Right? So it's K-Singh, HMS Kohinoor, HMS Sataluj. Oh Ships gosh. were named after the rivers. Some Sikhs had made their way to Calcutta as seamen. In the Second World War, in the Merchant Navy, they were doing the supplies. And because they died at sea, they're memorialised in London. Oh, so yeah. I still haven't finished that research yeah. because I just take the photographs and I need to find who was it. So what happened for the problem. Exactly. But it's, it's the fact that you found something. You got something. Yeah. And the else ships there. were named after the rivers yeah. in Punjab. We found plenty of those. And, you know, these ships were sunk in World War II. Yeah. You know? So that was nice. But then the East End Sikh history just keeps turning up, like the Society for the Protection of Ancient Buildings. So I'm a member now of a magazine. It's called SPAB. Okay. Ancient buildings are 600 years old. And there's a society to protect them. Yeah. So if you're an architect, you'll join that because that's where you want to really work at that level. Yeah. It's very, very detailed and very, very precise. But the founding member of that was Frederick the Leipzig. Really? He was a founding member of the society because he was into protecting heritage in Norfolk. So he decided that these ancient buildings in Norfolk are not being looked after. We need to set up a society in London, you know, and make sure that members contribute and we can repair churches and do things. And he was the founding member of that society. That's amazing. 16 letters from him are kept in 
the SPAB headquarters, you know, which I've got it inspected and he signs and he makes representations to government and he asks about certain money to be put into certain buildings, you know, and he's the one who donated the, the ancient house museum to Thetford. Yeah. But the fact that he also set up a society which runs to this day, you know, and I, I've joined just because I want another thing to be on that list of members. Well, that's you know, it's not, in itself, isn't it? It's, yeah, and we, we did a tour and we show people the building and it's, there's a building nearby there which is ancient as well in the middle of London but it's protected mm. and next door is a society so that was a new one and just these little ways you just find wandering the streets these buildings you know and opposite is the hotel it yeah. was called the Great Eastern Hotel now it's the Hotel Andaz but you know these historic hotels they still keep their signing in books and registers okay and the last day um, Maharaja the Leapsing stayed in the UK signed in at the hotel the next morning he traveled from Liverpool Street to Gravesend then got on a boat and went to France passed away in France and never came back, you know. But right. his book, you can still go and check the date. Have you seen that? Yeah, or I haven't. I've got the, um, I have to make an appointment. Yeah. I know it's there, but they have to dig it out of their That's archives, awesome. you know. And these little stories kind of work. And now it's a modern hotel, but it's still got a Freemasons Hall upstairs. They've still got the registers and the members and all of that stuff. You know? That's amazing. Right? That's yeah. So that's his last point in the UK before he leaves. Before he leaves, he signed, and then he never, you know, he thought he was be coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? and then that's the last. He used to leave a lot of visiting cards everywhere. The Leipzig signature isn't that difficult to get hold of okay. in London markets because, as royalty, they had little photo cards and they would leave envelopes and they would leave things with their signature on. But yeah. the fact that that was his last signature, you know, before and he never returned from Paris because he passed away there. That's amazing. And those sixteen letters. Sixteen letters. Sixteen yeah. letters. Mm. from that's his son Frederick that's amazing yeah, I know Frederick yeah, but yeah. that's really good as well that's... but he was making representations and he was trying to tell government he was he was that's like, fine. Yeah, like his sister was doing for women's rights he was doing for protection of buildings so I think if any young Sikh wants to be an architect why do you always have to look at Norman Foster why can't you just look at Frederick's work and say what did he what was his passion and if you make your name then it'd be nice for you to bring that forward. And that's what I've been doing with the RAF this year. There's been a couple of officers there. Okay. I've seen them on the Sikh Military History Forum and they've presented on Sikhs in the RAF. That's fine. You get your negative comments, your positive comments, etc. But course. to me, the fact that two young Sikhs stood up Put and for the whole forward. of the RAF tried to tell their stories and their history and their research as a project yeah. and present it, I thought was fantastic. Yeah. Three or four months later, he reaches out to me and now we've just finished a DNI diversity and inclusion Sikh history tour of the RAF, developed with standing um, orders by the RAF. So you can pick that as a training from their options. Yeah. Contact us. All the orders are ready. What they call the admin orders. Yeah. They're already just buy it off the shelf, and it's all pre-approved now. And and a young Singh did that. That's all awesome. of it, you know. And I was just I was so proud of him that. He didn't just say, oh, let's just do one tour. By the way, I've got my photo done and, you know, put it on Facebook yeah, yeah. and done. He's actually left a legacy. And now I've got the second unit now asking for a date, then the third unit, because it's easy. It's all the work's already been done. For yeah, you. Just... You know? And that's that. I didn't know that was going to happen. But in 2020, that's what seems to be happening now. He's getting embedded into the mainstream through training, through universities and the next bit through tourists, tourist offices in abroad now. You know? Well, no, that's, yeah. that's really good. Well, I'm really shocked about that last thing from Mars of the Leaf thing as well. That's, yeah, that's in yeah, London, that's... Great Eastern Hotel, Liverpool Street. You know, Who would have even thought that's... Now it's King's Cross to, where is it, in Ebb's Fleet and then straight to Paris. Yeah. <laughs> but he went Liverpool Street to Gravesend, got on a ship and went that way. That's mad. You know? So, yeah, so you've, those are new things you've found since January in the UK, let alone... The other interesting thing we've been working on it since last year yeah. is 
we're going to do the Chelsea History Festival again. This will be our third festival. Yeah. And for the first time now, we're, we've got access to the Queen's Lawn, where we can get up close and personal to Maharaja Ranjit Singh's cannon in Chelsea. For years, I just knew it was locked away and you would just point to a cannon. Well, enough. That's the one. You know, I've got the photos. I was yeah. next to it. I was <laughs> yeah. just like... Right. Because so it's got the inscriptions on the side as well. That's and it. We, we and now we took a photo trying to decipher them with Google Lens and I couldn't do it. But now I have people who can read that. So they've deciphered it. I've had two recordings now. Oh, really? Yeah, there's Chanchal uncle. Um, he deciphered it yeah. because he could read Urdu and um, Punjabi and Hindi. And we had a young Singh who was from India who could decipher it. And they both said the same thing. They both said what the VNA said, which I knew in my what back does it pocket. Say? So it says there's a ruler's name on it, but yep. it's, um, I forgot the name of the ruler, but it's not Ranjit Singh, yep. but it's a ruler, but it's dated 1790. So it's from the missile period. And okay. what they then say, it's one of Maharaja Ranjit Singh's early guns. Okay. And it's not one of his European guns with the French came in and started making yeah, modern yeah. ones. This is one of his original 30 to 40 cannons he had in the original armies before he started to expand. No so what had happened is he had we have one of those at Chelsea and not two. The other two Chinese guns, the actual undercarriage, they're from Punjab. So we have th three items, one cannon, two undercarriages. Hmm. And now we can inspect them and you can see the little differences. This is Punjabi, this is Chinese, this is and now I've read enough notes. And when you can up close and personal, you can see it's a fish. Okay. You know? And then you can see the flower and you can see the head of a lion. But you can't see that from far away because it just looks like a, a round circle. But when you get close, you can read it all. And then they've got dates on them on the other side, you know. So that's been nice. And now we have, as long as I book in through the official channels, they always leave the gate open for us now. Yeah, no, it's really yeah. nice because that, I couldn't believe, I thought when we got there, we saw obviously this, the, obelisk, this, yeah. the obelisk with all the names on from Children Wild About. So yeah. we did that and I'm probably did a quick talk there. And then, obviously, it was a case of, oh, those are the cannons. And I thought, yeah, this is as far as we're going to see. Before you know, it's like, come around the side. We went around the side, and I'm like, standing next to these things. And then you're like, that's Charles II's yeah, statue, statue there. And then you're like, oh, my God, we're inside. And then, you know, for me, I was just taken aback because I was like, I didn't expect to be this close to these things. I mean, we, can, we can feel and touch our history. Yeah. Imagine if a thing just, you know, anyone reading a book says, the Battle of Chilliamwala, okay, and this cannon killed this many people mm. from this distance. And it was an, uh, in military warfare. What happened is a lot of those cannons were melted down yeah. for, to make the British cannons yeah. after the wars. But these cannons were given out as trophies because they were good examples. And, the, and what you saw at Chilliamwala, the obelisk, there were supposed to be four cannons there. Around it, yeah. Around it, and then a fence. And now we're part of a project to return it to its original glory. So Not just that, you've got a plaque yeah. there as well. Now we have, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. So we were, we were given that opportunity to write the history about for the festival three years ago. Yeah. Then COVID hit, so we couldn't go into the hospital because they're, yeah. all, they're all elders there, you yeah. know, at risk. So the board was there. And the other thing about Chelsea is that's the only green space in Chelsea. It's such an expensive area that's built up. So the Chelsea Flower Show happens there. Well, you right? shocked me that day because when you said, oh, this is where Chelsea Flower Show happens, I was like, I've been to the Flower Show. <laughs> Yeah. I've been here and I didn't realise this was here, that was here. They that surround was... that by flowers. Yeah, I didn't the obelisk, right? But now I'm um... looking at daffodils every two minutes, yeah. <laughs> when I could have been looking at this. Yeah, and then now the board is one of the most read items, you know, because people are passing it. All the dog walkers in Chelsea know Sikh history now because they bring their dogs to walk in those grounds and they read the board. And people watch them reading the board and they tell me, you know, Rav, your board's being read again. But it was <laughs> you know? um it was I can't remember his name. Was it John who took us around? Yeah, John. Yeah, he's such a nice guy. He was guy. so proud of the Sikh history there. 
and that's what got me. He works there, but he was. He's really, on the guys really, team, but we've done a lot of tours with them. And I think every soldier who works there, because they've served, yeah. they have a respect for both sides. Then none of them have yeah. ego. No, no, because they all not. know that they could have been the one who died. Exactly. They all know that. And when I speak to them, it's like you speaking to any of our elders at the Gordon Dialect. They're quite exactly. humble. They're very down to earth people. Really nice people, yeah. And, you know, we had another tour um, two weeks ago with the Sikh parenting group. Yeah, the, I saw. I saw our uh, Sikh mom, Sikh dad on there. Our love Sikh was on there. But the kids asked so many questions. And these guys just came back to me and said, Rav, you must be knackered. I said, I'm not to be, because we are. We've only had it for 10 minutes. How many questions? I said, Carry But they answered every question the kids had, yeah. you know. And I was just like, you know, we, when you grow up in places like this where you're only surrounded by your own community, hmm. when you go to the Chelsea Hospital, you're actually stepping back into what our parents thought England was like. Yes, exactly. Everyone says good morning. Everyone says good afternoon. Hmm. They wish you a good day. You know, no one, there's no swearing on the side. No, no, no. You know, it just doesn't feel like London. It hmm. just feels like you're in the middle of like old England or somewhere like hmm. that. And the people have always been welcoming, but they've all known about Sikh history. They're just so happy to see Sikhs. Yeah. You know? No, no, like I said, I was surprised. And then when we got into the Great Hall there, and you have the obviously the, the battles, all the different battles, including the ones, first anglo Sikh War, second, second anglo yeah. And then it was when you start getting into the, the later wars where you get the wars in India, Second World War, and you got Mesopotamia in India, and you're just like, how many of these have got Sikh soldiers in them? You'd, I don't know, you know, but you're just yeah. looking at how many during the time of the Raj and thinking... Sikh battalions must be involved because I saw the ones for Hafia, I saw the ones for Israel, yeah. and I know they were serving. We've them. got um, a guy in Leicester who is a Baha'i, and he did a talk in Leicester. Uh, it must have been about five years ago. On yeah, it was nineteen eighteen. So he's talking about. So we went. It was twenty eighteen when the talk was. So he's like a hundred years ago. The Ottomans took over Israel. This is what happened, and it was the Sikhs that came in and saved the Baha'is. Yeah. And every year they do. A parade through Israel. There's a stamp the they released about it over there. Yes. It's a Rajput regiment. Um, yes. They put on the stamp, but the Sikhs. And he, he named the three individuals who basically died during that battle. The three Sikhs who died during it. And he's like, "This is what they did." And I was like, I was thinking that when I went there, and I was like, "Okay, the Sikhs were involved in that one. How many of the others?" And you've just shown Egypt. talked about that Egypt. Egypt, yeah. And obviously that's on there. Malaya is another yeah. one. Borneo. Another one. Then we went to New Zealand as lumberjacks, you know. Then on the way, we stopped off at Fiji, you know, and we came off at Fiji as policemen. Shanghai police force was Sikh. Yeah. You know, Burma Sikh um, regiments there. So, yeah, this 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 so, initiative so. needs a lot more people to work on it and map the histories. Just last week, um, someone reached out from New Zealand. Yeah. They've reached out to you. I think they're called um, Snippets in Punjab. So I said to them, I said, you know Gummelbeet's snippets in Sikh, um, Sikhism? Oh, and he no. said, yeah, I've reached out to You know to what, me. this is going to be really bad, right? This is somebody who's left me a voicemail twice. <laughs> and I've said, I will, when I get time, because I'm working stupid hours. Right, so what happened? So he said, well, he goes, please, listen to the voicemail. I said, I promise I will when I get time. And that was going to be my thing so too, tomorrow morning, after yeah, Watch Power. No, don't, so he That's reached out to me, right? So he's a young Singh from Punjab. Yeah. He's gone over to New Zealand and he said, look, he's really inspired by the podcast you guys have done. So it's you, Ramblings, and the talks with myself. And he goes, you know, I really want to work out Sikh history and, you know, do what you guys... I said, look, it's fine. I said, I'll send you my New Zealand stuff. I'll send you whatever. You know, and let's see your page grow because yeah. we need more people doing local history. I said, I don't think I'll ever go to New Zealand. It's like 28 hours away right mm. but do it and i think he's one of those people you know with a visa from india gone out to new zealand but then 
learned more about Sikhi in New Zealand than he, he had in India. Yeah, yeah. So he's like the leap sig, the jeet sig, all this stuff. He's like he's he's it's excited, him, yeah. you know. And so he said to me, I want to. I've been inspired to set up Sikh snippets in Punjab. And I said to him, you know, ramblings, you can't. They will talk to you, you know. And he said, yeah, I've, I've sent them a message. No, no, no. <laughs> like I said, I'll tell you, I have got it. I've got one from Balraj Singh Riyadh, and he's in um, New Zealand, and he sent me something. He's like, please just listen. And I was like, yeah, well, I promise. But so really, but for the New Zealand people, yeah, our community went out there on HMS Caledonia in 1908 yeah. with a stopover at Fiji to refuel the ships. Yeah, because we were citizens of the British Empire. We could go anywhere. Hmm. So they looked out of Fiji and they said, this reminds us of Punjab. We'll just stay here. We don't want to carry on. So they became farmers in Punjab, yeah. um, in oh, Fiji. Fiji. Then the ship carried on to New Zealand and Auckland, Christchurch. We became lumberjacks. This, is going, to sound, right, this is going to sound really stupid, right? And probably the most <laughs> arrogant, not arrogant <laughs> thing. You know, when you say the most ignorant thing. <laughs> so Sikhs went to Fiji. Yeah. You know, Vijay Singh, who was a golfer. Yeah. Does he come from... Like a Sikh descendant. I don't one. think so because there's so many Vijay Singh stamps and I tried to research okay, right, this. That's fine. I think Singh... That wasn't is, too bad a question. Yeah, yeah, that's that, all right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't sound completely yeah. like an idiot. No, so what happens, it's a Sanskrit issue again. You yeah. know? So Because uh, I think the, the Singh... Yeah. yeah, so that would have come from that aspect. But we went... We as a community were given the freedom to settle in Fiji. Hmm. By the 1950s, we had five Gurdwaras and five Khalsa schools because the only way we could propagate or keep our Sikhi was to keep our education going. Yeah. So they, very early, the Khalsa schools in Fiji were you know, like Punjabi schools in the mainstream. And the families were farming communities. Yeah. So you had the Gurdwaras in Suva. Next to them, you had a school. What's happened now is in the third, fourth, fifth generation, go to America, Australia, New Zealand for further education, don't yeah. want to do farming. So the schools are actually now Fijian schools. Okay. So if you ever met a Fijian, yeah. you know, you could just ask him, what school did you go to? And I, I bet you, it, would, it wouldn't surprise me if they said I went to a Khalsa school. In Fiji, because they're mainstream schools now, you know, and there's five of them on an island that's quite small, <laughs> you know, because the Gurdwara has built the schools in the 50s and then their own community has declined because we've emigrated. Yeah. But it's been mainstream. Now, I just think that's fascinating. There's a banknote there, 100 years of the people of Fiji. And yeah. It's the only banknote I've seen with a full Dara sequence. Yes, I remember you showing yeah. this because yeah. there's a couple of images of individuals on there. Yeah. Yeah, you got yeah. the thing with the dollar and the star on there. Yeah, so a plug for see, snippets in Punjab. Let's see if he gets some yeah. people followers. But it's uh, but that's what's Listen beginning to, to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what's beginning to happen now is that people, I think, because of the platform that Ramblings and you guys and everyone has kind of provided, it's reaching audiences outside of the Ilford kind of Southall postcodes, which because I don't think it was Southall. It's not. It's, it's not that right. People who probably live nearby. It's like the when I go to Amritsar, right? People do not see the value of. I was walking around and I was like, "Oh my God, here we are at my bazaar. Here we are, found this, found this in this gully." And people are looking at me, and think, "What are you doing? Taking photos of?" Yeah. And I'm just like this. They don't realize the value of it. Um, but those who are distant, so it's like you said, you'll probably get more people on coming on your tours who are from way out of London. They make a big effort, and I then yeah. feel guilty because you've got the train cost, you've got the parking cost. No, because cost. The, it's, it's like Gurbani says, it's, it's yeah. those people who get that desire and thirst. Yeah, yeah. They want to know those things. Yeah. While other people go, it's around the corner. You know, people who live outside the Barsaf, I was like, how, long, how often do you go to the Barsaf? Well, I go every day. Yeah. And then you talk to others, yeah, how, long, how often do you go to the Barsaf? I ain't been for a couple of months. You're like, you live across the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's the desire and that sort of thing. And I think I've always thought, you know, for, for what we do and the space we work in, 
it's not mainstream, right? We know that. First, you've got to walk. Two, we don't give you free food or longer. So it's not a nugget keep them, right? Because yeah. people have a misconception. <laughs> you know, <laughs> going on a walking tour. Well, how many samosas are we going to have on the way there? I was like, mate, it's not a samosa. And, mm. you know, tour. and then, you know, we don't offer parking. That's a big problem for the Sikh community. There's people here don't use trains, don't go on trains. They just used to their Mercedes Benz, and that's yeah, it. Man. You know? yeah. But you'll do weekend tours, right? Of if anybody wants to go, yeah. you park at Hounslow Station. That's it's what, free on a Saturday. But people who want to make the effort do it. Yeah. The others just say to me, "Oh, you know, like that." And then the third thing, it's history. But what I'm telling people, it's not history. I'm actually just giving you a mirror. Yeah. This is your story. The Leapsing story is your story. Yeah. For every kid who goes to a school here and being the only good diwala in the class, yeah. he was the only one in the UK. Yeah. So his story is your story. You know, and, and Am- Amr writes about, you know, he, when he read the letters when he was came from Lahore to Penrith, you know, no, um, and he was talking about how cold it was and the jackets yeah. he had to wear. He never had to wear a jacket in Lahore, right? And it made it real. But it's the same story. It's my mum's story. My yeah. mum said they came from Africa yeah. and then they saw the snow for the first time, thought it was brilliant. Half an hour later, their hands were hurting, came in crying, they were cold. The people that just came and stayed, so they stayed with a family who they knew from Tanzania. And then that family went out the next day, brought second-hand, because they could only get second-hand clothes. They brought second-hand jackets for everybody. And you got to remember that my mum was one of eight children. That family, out of their money, brought coats for everybody, brought everything for everybody. And because they were just like, it's freezing. We've come from playing with with, animals, it's nice outside to going... When's, it going to, when's the sun going to come? And then you don't realise that, you know, so so although we do history tours now, yeah. every artefact we present, I think, for those who are listening, is telling you about you. Yeah. It's telling you about your history, your heritage, the blood that's going through your veins. Mm. And then if you can hold on to that for a little bit longer, you know, yeah. and then hopefully you're seeing this kind of re-emergence of Sikhi amongst young people, you know, exactly. they, they're discovering it earlier in their lives and long may that continue. Yeah. Because, you know, Gurbani's not just for the elderly. That's what, no, exactly. That's, but that's what we grew up with, you know. Yeah. The elders were at the Gurdwara while every youngster was in the shop, which Doing was open 10 a.m. Yeah. to 10 p.m. Yeah, exactly. You, you know? do the Kamai, but when yeah, you get to the end, you'll yeah. come here. And, yeah, and that's yeah. how it felt. But we've always been in the Gurdwara from a young age. So yeah. we've seen our social circle, our sports circle, everything from the Gurdwara. So... But, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing it now. You know, you see Barking Gurda, such yeah. nice building now. Mm. But now we've got the Sangat that's cross-spectrum. You know? yeah. So, and then the, the history tours just kind of explain to young children and young kids that there's so much in the UK, you know, that mm. you'd be surprised, you know, that whatever professional angle you want to take, I think the journalists seek, yeah. you know, military seek, doctors seek, there's no lack of icons that you can look up and tell their story and say, I'm following in their footsteps. Yeah. You know, so. Oh, that's great. Are we going to hit Europe? Let's hit Europe. Happy Let's right. hit Europe. <laughs> I saw some lovely pictures. Well, I look like you were having the best time of your life on Hollywood. I went on my own. No, but well, <laughs> that's you probably were having the best time. But I saw your pictures and it's like, one minute you're here, then you're here, then you're here. And I was just like, and obviously I knew you were going to go find locations and places from what you'd read and things like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so what have you found? What have you been up to? So next year, we're going to hit our VIP section again. Yeah. Um, when we go to France, we go to North France. We do the World War One battlefields. We do that tour. I've done that tour, I think, six to eight times now. Myself, small groups and big coaches. I'm like, it's, for me, it's a somber tour. 
you know, because yeah. it's um, it's not luxury. It's fields, it's battlefields, all that kind of stuff. So you go there with, you know, 100 years ago, and then you come back thinking, why aren't we taught this in schools? Why are we always taught the, the Tommy War? Yeah, and we know the reason for that. And then we have kind of the Paris <coughs> tours. The Paris tours are more the Leipzig passed away here, although the hotel's kind of negotiable. It's near enough, that area. Um, and then you've got um, Amrita Shergil's stories. I've mapped where she learned her art, where she won her prizes, the drawing she did of the CD Underworld in Paris before she went back. So that's a nice weave tour. I don't even know who that is, do you? So Amrita so, Shergil. Please, yeah, sorry. Yeah, let's go through this. So she is one of India's most um, celebrated artists. Her art, her use of colour, actually created a genre um, in the 1930s. The interesting thing, and this whole story, this is where I think, you know, here's a script for a film for anyone. So you have the leap sing. Yep. He has daughters, Sophia, Catherine and Bamba. Yep. Um, Catherine, Bamba and yeah, Sophia. Sophia, yeah. Sophia yeah. yeah. They're going to go to Lahore in 1908, but they're princesses. Yeah. You know, they want to try and do their own thing, but they need someone to go with them who can help them dress, who can help them, you know, carry the umbrella. They need a maid. So they put a newspaper advert out and... Um, someone from Hungary responds from the Times newspaper, Marie Antoine Gatesman. Okay. She responds and she says, I will go to Lahore with you and I will be your maid. This is the unknown bit of the story. So they end up in Lahore. In Lahore, Marie sees Amrao Singh. Amrao Singh and Marie decide that the marriage is on the cards yeah. and they get married and they move to Budapest. Okay. In Budapest in the 19, late 1920s, born two girls one of them is Amrita Shergil but because Maria is a pseudo opera singer mm -hmm. of that culture and if the, the leap sings weren't involved she would never have met Amrao Singh okay. because they would never have needed a maid to go to Lahore that's the missing bit all it says is Marie Antoine Gatesman marries Amrao Singh mm -hmm. from Lahore they have a child Amrita Shergil mm -hmm. Amrita then gets to Paris she's about 18 and she's got a flair for art yeah. Okay, yeah. And they enrol her because of her mother's cultural connections. They enrol her at the Beau de Paris Arts, the, the School of Arts in Paris. Yeah. And I've worked out the first house, the second house, all of this stuff. But she, she gets accepted into this institution hmm. where great painters are taught how to paint. Okay. But she started to challenge because her use of colour was different to everyone else's. Yeah. They were still painting the kind of you know, whatever, the Michelangelo the style of art. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, she started, Christian art. She started to portray the dark, seedy underworld of Paris with the colours being sombre. Okay. And she started to do this. And then she won the prizes every year and suddenly her art started to get noticed and she went back to India. So in India, she just painted and painted and painted. And um, in India, there's lots of paintings of village scenes of grandparents with children just village scenes but yeah. the way she used the color was the interesting bit for them yeah. and then she came back to paris and i think she passed away at a very young age about 28 she yeah. passed away in a hotel room you know um so she never got married but she had painted so much that today they are objects of national importance that cannot be taken out of India. Okay. There's a stamp from Mozambique I've got on her, a stamp from Russia I've got on her for her art. And um, and it's really interesting, Amrita Shergil, you know. And um, the story, so we, we tell her story. 
And then we go into some museums and see some Punjab relics in the Asian art museums, they call them. So a Paris tour is kind of nice. Okay. It works. But then you can go to the Palace of Versailles for a day trip. Okay. So at the Palace of Versailles was where um, the Maharaja Kapoor okay. had a pseudo embassy in that area. So because he was a Francophile, he only drank Evian pure water and he got it shipped to Kapoortala. Oh, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he saw the gardens in Versailles and he saw the palaces and then he modelled the Kapoortala buildings on what he saw French in Paris. Stuff, yeah. And that's why Kapoortala ah, okay. is called well, the Paris of Punjab. That's what, yeah, yeah, the buildings are different. Itself. That's it. Okay, right. The buildings were seen in France. I thought that was just to do with the way... Modern day. The, the way the, their sculptors or architects... Now he shipped them over to Kapoortala. Yeah. These guys were so rich. No, they took, the, <laughs> took I thought it was just that the, the Gore had brought their own, but I didn't realise he had shipped them. No, he was basically on a massive pension, so he could just sit around Europe acting all French. He learned the language, he loved the art, he loved the buildings. So he took the people back to Kapoortala to build the same buildings for him in Kapoortala, which right, is right. now called the Paris of Punjab. So that's our Paris tour, these stories. But I wanted to go to the south of France and I wanted to work out what is going on in the south of France. Because in 2017, um, some statues were put up in Saint-Tropez. Yeah. And I was like, look, I saw the opening. I saw the Italian Sikhs go there, French Sikhs go there. But I wanted to dig a bit more. And actually, this is what I had to... This is my French book. I'm so glad you told me about Google Lens. <laughs> you know, so it's that, the best thing ever, isn't it? <laughs> Because look, this is this is my French reading. So I bought La Generalissime in French, and this is all about Allard. Yeah. So he was one of the He's generals. One of the generals of uh, Lahore, uh, Maharaj and Jeet Singh. Exactly, like. and he was one of them. And there's quite a few interesting stories I'm picking up from this book, yeah. because you know when we go around these armor collections like Ranjit Singh and everyone and yeah. and Davindatul, and they have the turbans, which are like the helmets. Yeah. There's nowhere in history other than that period. Why are we wearing helmets as Sikhs? Yeah. Because he had the four jikars. He had the military. Um, he had the, like, the bodyguards of Ranjit Singh and then 10,000 men under him. And he had the four jikars. They're like the supreme, kind of the SAS of the Punjab army. Like the Wakandans, aren't they? Yeah. But also in the French army, they had these helmets with that plume on the top. Yeah. That plume. And he modelled that because it was Napoleon's army. And he modelled that for the Sikhs when the Forgy cast to show them that they're in the Forgy cast, okay. which is the superior unit. Yeah. So I worked out all these, these helmet things that were going on. And I worked out what was going on because after he left, we don't wear helmets again. But that yeah. was a way of distinguishing feature for his army. people were yeah. with the helmets. And that's why we find those helmets with the space for the goodies, you know, yeah. now. But yeah, because you see him, you see him in the Vincent Thor's. Collection, you see them all the yeah. time, yeah. Yeah, but there, there's a lot of them around. Some of them aren't in great condition. Yeah. But why did they get created? What happened? I found out all these stories while I was in Saint-Tropez. So he was a son of Saint-Tropez. Saint-Tropez are seed-fearing people. Um, and he's called the son of Saint-Tropez. So at the top fort, they only have three sons of Saint-Tropez memorialised. But he, in the whole of history of Saint-Tropez, he's put there, um, his statue, inside Okay. And so there's a lady there, and I spoke to her melody at the museum, and I thought, I didn't know this was here. I came to see the statues. Yeah. So I walked right up to the fort, took some beautiful pictures. She said, no, come inside. Allard's story is here. And it talks about him weaving his way to Punjab after the Napoleonic Wars had been defeated, stayed in Persia, learnt Persian, then got to Lahore, got Man Manjit Singh, took a shine to him, 
and said, look, I need you to modernise my armies because... So he's, um, a, he's like a Frank, French version of like Marco Polo, where he talks about his odysseys all the way through. All the way. So then that's what amazing. happened, so then what happened is he, he, um, him and his mate, Ventura, they, yeah, yeah. when you read these books, they're, they're, they tell you what really is going on. They've been given free reign by Ranjit Singh, just go and conquer. If Hari Singh Nalva looks after the Afghanistan side, you go the other way and start looking up that way. So he troops off with the... Forge cars to go conquer that side, you yeah. know. So he gets to Jumba. Jumba's like a small kingdom in him, Himachal. Yeah. He gets the king out, right, we're taking over. This is all part of Ranjit Singh and I want 50 women for my harem. That's what they were doing, right? What a good day. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so... But they've already got their... headache. Yeah, but they've already got their harems in Lahore. They've got, you know, big gardens, big palaces. Yeah. But then, then the princess turns up and she's 13 years old, right? Oh, no. Bannu, right? And... They say, you are going to be a wife of Maharaja Ranjit Singh, right? So they say, right, you're coming over to Lahore. And then, and then the father, the king of Jamba, says, I'll leave it to my daughter to decide. Mm. And she said, why do I want to marry a one-eyed um, old man and then have to commit sati? <laughs> this is that in this book, right? True, right? So she said, what future have I got married a one-eyed, um, short-statured short king? And then I've got to commit sati when he dies, right? Mm. She goes, I only like this. She, she said, but you, General, your eyes look truthful. So she said that to him. Yeah. So, and then he married her, right? So Maharaj Ranjit Singh is... When, before I went to Santrafe, he was the Vajolla, arranged the marriage for strategic purposes, is what yeah. I thought reading these books. When you go to Santrafe and you read the French books, they've got a certain different history of it. Yeah. You know, so it says, you, you, your eyes speak the truth. And then 13-year-old girl saying this to probably a general in his 30s, right? Okay. You know? <laughs> Sex offenders register. Exactly, right? So um, then this book goes on to tell you that a few years later, they go on to have a family of seven children, right? Okay. Now they've got seven children. Two of them died and are buried in Lahore, in the Anargali Gardens, in the tomb there, right? They've got a general who's now got five children and a wife. He's now thinking, look, if I die in battle my wife's going to have to commit sati because the custom of the time is still that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he tells Ranjit Singh, look, I've got to give my children a fair education. I need to take them back to France for education purposes. Ranjit Singh says to him, look, I'll let you go back to France um, and then come back. This, mm. is, this is me reading in French, all of these like, snippets I'm trying to work out. So he comes back to Saint-Tropez. He's got his maternal home where his family were. Mm. And he, what Ranjit Singh does on the way to France, he says, you know what? Take all these Kashmiri shores. We've just conquered Kashmir. I can't pay you really for your travels in gold coins, yep. but I can give you all these Kashmiri shawls, right? So he takes a bundle of these Kashmiri shawls, brings them to France, meets the King of France, and the King of France then gives him a letter, an ambassadorial letter, and says, you are the ambassador of France to establish global trade with Punjab to do with these shawls. Mm -hmm. So he's got this decree. That decree is actually in the British Museum because it was in the Lahore Treasury until yeah. 1849. So now it's in the British Museum. And it says, Allard, as an agent of the French, yeah. you, are, you are the ambassador to Punjab. So he builds a home for Bannu Pandey and his five children. Yeah. And it's a beautiful kind of mansion. I'll tell you more about it later. And then Allard then goes back to Punjab. Leaves, so his wife, he's only left there for six months with five children. He goes back to Punjab. And in 1839, he dies as well. Okay. Because Same Ranjit time. Singh yeah. dies. But the January, he dies before. Yeah. And Ranjit Singh was very, very... Um, somber at his funeral because he he was really 
a reason for his success it's in like the north. Right exactly. Right exactly. So then what happens is this Kashmiri shawl industry starts to take off again because we were now in Amritsar we were making Kashmiri shawls as well as in Kashmir. And mm. that's a whole other story I'm writing up now. Mm. Because Priya Atwal talks about um Ranjit Singh's ambition on the global scene and trade is part of the global scene. Yeah. So he now's got the King of France dressing up in Kashmiri shawls. The King of France telling all his cousins in Austria, Hungary and everywhere. And suddenly you're seeing all these royalty Wanted wearing Kashmiri shawls. Not just the quality, but the fact, you know, how long it takes to make the regal. And it's not just a shawl, their dress is made out of the same stuff, yeah. you know. So you see this in royal paintings now, you know, from that period. Yeah. So Allard's like a multi-billionaire trading in Kashmiri shorts, right? Sending all the money back to his family and his friend Ventura has set yeah. up all the kind of the business side of it all. And then the story moves on that actually he dies. Bannu is there till 1888. She lives like till her 80s. So she was 20s when she was in France. Yeah. So she lives the rest of her life so she's in... Nearly, nearly another 50 years. 50 years in Saint-Tropez. But she's got an ensemble of servants with her as well because she've got, they're so rich. So they come from Lahore. Yeah. They're sitting in Saint-Tropez. And she spends 50 years there, but she can't believe that her husband's actually passed away. So she keeps going to the waterside every day to wait the return of her husband on a ship. And so now their children and their children and their children now, they've revitalised this story as a kind of a tourism hook. And now they've turned to romanticise this story for the long-awaited ship to return, romanticised it all. And now you've got... So I've gone there and I've just mapped everything to do with the shores, the statues, the old house, the new house, the tomb. And then I've gone to the graveyard to see the grave of her, you know, where she's buried. So he's buried in Lahore with his two kids. And she's buried in the family grave in Saint-Tropez. Yet she was from Punjab and he was from Saint-Tropez. So I just think this whole story is a story that can be told and it should be told. The French are trying to tell it. So I think my next VIP tour is going to be with the tourism office in Saint-Tropez and we can actually have dinner in her house, you know, at 7pm in a Michelin star restaurant. They only opens at 7pm. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, we'll just pay whatever it pays. I don't mind. But we're in Saint-Tropez. And, you know, her house, because of the Kashmiri shawl style of yeah. it. So I'm talking about the design, the, the quality, okay. the back door to their house next to Dolce & Gabbana, Armani, because Saint-Tropez is famous for yachts coming yeah, yeah. in, doing the shopping. And yet her house is in the middle of that street, you know, <laughs> where it's all the shop. So all these little histories come together and they're relevant <clears throat> today and they're relevant then. And, and you know, I, I think for us... There's, there's a film sitting there. Who wouldn't want a Bollywood film created so, out of that or a Punjabi film I'm, done properly? You know, not, I am not. glad. I'm glad you're the one that's revitalising this history. Cause I know, I'm I've, the one. I, I've just seen it through a police lens, right? I've seen <laughs> sex offender, married 13-year-old girl. You did. Migrant you workers not yeah. working and getting paid well yeah, and know. being exploited for sure. Yeah, you've got a criminal and mind. Then, and on top of that, she needs to be sectioned for mental health because she keeps going to the water every day. <laughs> No, that's what's but, know, so I'm glad that you are looking at it through your lens because the police lens is really messed or up. Or I've got my French totally the wrong way. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think you have. <laughs> you know, so I'm going through this book of work and I can't well, that work is out. Interesting. So she she was from Chamba. Chamba. And she ended up there. She did she did. still have links to royalty or anything after that? But I'm guessing. But what her kingdom got in swamped into the Yeah. yeah so her father, once he passed away, she was the next heir. Yeah. You know? But he, she was supposed to marry Rint. So all of this kind of stories. But I think if that's, that's one a really story, great story yeah, imagine really there's good. 20 more. I think, just think there's so many more. Every woman 
would have had a story because Jindankor's story is the same. Yeah. You know, she was the the kennel keeper's daughter or one of the, you know, kennel keepers. And because she was beautiful, she got married to Ranjit Singh and this kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, but her story, you know, is, is similar. But Chamba, Bannu's. But there's, but you know, I don't, in the UK, we haven't got a, a statue for a Sikh woman yet or a Punjabi woman. Yeah. We've got lots of Sikh soldier statues coming yeah, up and on the yeah. horizon. France have got it. They've memorialized Bannu. On a statue in Saint Tropez. That's amazing. So man. you have Bannu and you have um, the general, and then in the middle you got the Vachola and Ranjit Singh in the middle, and you know they did that in 2017. And I've been trying to see how I could connect this. And then Henri, who wrote this book, you know, I was talking about um, the authors. Yeah. So he was away when I went, but I met Melody, who was the museum manager. Yeah. So Henri will bring us back, and he's now the tourism minister. So he's engineered this kind of thing in Saint-Tropez yeah. to bring the Indian luxury tourism. Which it should to, do. Yeah, which, which it should do. Yeah. And you know, they, they every year they do the um, Cannes Film Festival. Yeah. From Cannes to Saint-Tropez, not even far. You know, you could just get a, a one-hour yacht across, you know. <laughs> That's what I did anyway. <laughs> oh. We're just saying to these two, these two have been in the car going... Oh, I've been on a boat and I'm scared. Been on a boat. So we were talking about your yacht. And we were like, yeah, the, yeah, the yachts are different to boats. Boats go up and down. Yachts glide. <laughs> they're fine. You know, yachts have boats in the back, so if you you know, so they'll move more up, and then you have a little boat to go to the shore because they're so. Deep. So they are luxury. And tell your dad. I'll say, show you the photo. No, that's but, that's amazing. So that's... when we do the VIP Seek History Tour, it's going to be small, but it's going to be where we come back and worry about the credit card while we're there. We just spend. Lalo, Santro, Peto, Saracosha, Slima, Lalo. Exactly. Helicopter, Carlanga, Yacht, Carlanga, Saracosha. Exactly, that's amazing. But you know what I did for this tour? I did the yachts, but I also did the one euro bus <laughs> to get to places. We can't just stick to taxis, man. I was busted it everywhere. No, that's good. And that was Saint Tropez, so that's good. But Monaco, <coughs> Monaco yeah. is amazing. So, Monaco, the actual casino in Monaco, yeah. where you have to have a suit and a tie to go yeah, in. Yeah, of course, yeah. It's too hot, so I didn't bother going in. But when I came back, my Singh friend told me, did you see the Maharajas there? I said, I went to the graves. I didn't go to the casino, you know. Mm. You think you're going to do all this stuff, but I was like, one, gambling, and then I'm just going to spend the whole day there. And then, yeah, exactly. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> send me. It's like that scene from Coming to America. Can you send me $300,000? <laughs> So I would have got taken into it. I would have been dressed smart and I would have been sat at the table for ages. Yeah. But in the hallways of the casino at Monte Carlo hmm. are the Maharajas of India because they were on such fat pensions that they just lived it up large in Monte Carlo. Because in Monte Carlo, we were so Catholic in Europe that you weren't allowed to gamble. But Monte Carlo, after the Prussian Wars, created this environment where gambling would attract people in. So That's it's going to sound really sick. Monte Carlo in Monaco. Is Monte Carlo's in Monaco. It's so. the capital of Monaco, but Monaco's so small. It's Monte Carlo's basically... It's like how Vatican City is, isn't it? So that's, it's yeah. Sort of so office. it's just basically the casino and yeah. the shore outside is yeah. called Monte Carlo. And that's why they say you gamble away in Monte Carlo. So in there are the Maharajas of Patiala, of... Um, they all came over and they all gambled away and because of their stature and their moustache and their beard and their stars their pictures are on the wall in Monte Carlo Casino because they are great royalty who probably funded half of the casino during yeah. one night or something. So what happened is um, Victor the Leipzig was the same. Yeah. So Victor was a gambler. Yeah. We don't want to talk about it, but he was. He was with Lord Porchester. He, that was his mate. And what they did with their inheritance was just ponce around Europe gambling. So they ended up in Monte Carlo as their regular jaunts. So I followed their footsteps. And basically, Victor is buried in Monte Carlo Cemetery. 
at an angle facing the casino and the sea because that's what he wanted to that's what he wanted to see for the rest of his eternity you know christian so life so didn't, want, he, didn't he, want jerusalem <laughs> didn't want any of that didn't want just facing that but so i went you know i went to the the the, the graveyard in monte carlo is next to the ferrari showroom can you believe it right so i was watching ferraris reversing out i've got this seven tiered um uh cemetery and i'm like oh my god now i'm gonna to have to walk this one again i've i've spent a lot of time in cemeteries in europe and me and my cousin got stuck after the european cup final with liverpool in a cemetery okay. in madrid and they shut the cemetery while we were still inside and i was like me and my cousin are not the kind of people that can climb over walls so lucky my spanish came in handy there and i found out there was a tourist exit okay. you know so the religious cemetery shuts but the tourists who come so I was like, cemeteries give me nerves. Now I need to know what time they open, what time they close. Yeah, man. That's, uh, that's anxiety and PTSD yeah. after that. Yeah, so, so I did. But luckily, Bobby Gill, who's at uh, Wolbert, um, he's in Birmingham. He's been to there before. So I said to him, buddy, help me out. Tell me if it, where it is. Because I ain't... You, you know, when you go to a cemetery, next, anyone wants to go to a cemetery and look up Sikh history, take a fuggier with you. Because you have to brush the leaves off the graves yeah, yeah, to actually yeah. read them. You know, the amount, we go all dressed up like we're going to find what we're looking for. Then you go, hold on, they all look the same. Yeah. <laughs> and there's hundreds of them, you know. So I found it quickly because Bobby gave me the exact instructions of where it was. Then I walked around and I was like, well, here's the Victor story, you know. Yeah. And here's the kind of trap story because, you know, the Western lifestyle is a trap. Yeah, of course you know, so materialistic trap. So the Leipzig had obviously remembered his life and he went through the mm. sovereign squire rebel phases. But his kids, they had straight Eton, Cambridge, then um, friends who are lords, you know, and all mm. of that kind of stuff. And the trappings of a life where you don't have to work. No yeah. kamai, nothing. Just is given to you on a plate. Just write a letter to the India office, get more money. India office, get more money. Coots Bank, get, uh, gamble it away. Mate of Henry Ford went to his factory to see where cars are being made. Uh, Lord Porchester used to have all of his stuff delivered. So these kind of histories yeah. all kind of connect up together, you know. So that's awesome. So that's kind of for me. If I did the Monte Carlo trip, it's a warning to all the young people: don't go this way. We don't need to be buried facing the casino. You know, <laughs> stick to your own faith. Cremation is fine. <laughs> I like the way that people are going to listen to this and go. <laughs> To the, to the other halves going, I've got a reason to go on a casino. It's for family. Family seek history trip. Why, why are you taking your three credit cards? I've got, I've got a trip. In, I've got a suit to let go. Yeah, but you have to go with yeah, a suit. Yeah, you have to go So that's a night. So you know, for me, that's, that's what I want to do next year. I'm going to pick a week. Yeah. I'm going to just do 10 or 15 people. Meet me in Monte Carlo. We do that day. Then you guys do what you need to do. Next day, we'll go to Saint-Tropez. Floyd Forge, fantastic on tour. Yeah, on tour. It'd be great. I'm going to work it out when it's cheap to go. Because I bought an expensive ticket this year. Really? <laughs> I bought a half-term ticket. I could have gone to India for the same price I paid for oh Nice Airport, God. you know. Uh, so next time we're going to go a week before and then it'll be fine. Because of that Jubilee Bank holiday, exactly. I tried to do that and everyone was flying. So no, that's good. Um, so France, there's so much more. You know, I can go to any castle in France and I'll show you the links to Punjab now because of the Kashmiri Shawl connection, you know. You, I went to the Asian Art Museum in Nice. Yeah. Again, Kashmiri shawls, artifacts. And I'm like, how? I think anyone who's traveling, anywhere you go in the world, just find an Asian Art Museum. I guarantee you Punjabi stuff will be there. If it's not a shawl, every museum has a Kashmiri shawl. I'm telling you that now. And otherwise you'll find artifacts from Punjab. But it has to be Asian art. So they'll have Chinese, Korean, Japanese. And then they'll have Indian. They call that Asian art. Yeah, of course. And in the India section... 
I have not yet failed to find a link to Punjab in their collections, you know. That's mad. That's, yeah. uh, that's amazing for me. Yeah. Just like, so whichever we, country we were, you're we're in. We were thinking about doing, we were just like, let's try to do this and try to do that and try to find three artifacts. And we're like, <laughs> I ain't found nothing. Man. So I'll tell, tell you another one which I discovered this yeah. year. So the Maharajas um, used to come to the UK. Rolls Royce was a big company. You yeah. know the story of that. But some Maharajas were even more extravagant than Elon Musk or whoever can commission anything, right? So there was a Maharaja. I'm trying to work out if he was... he. I'm going to guess he's from Punjab, but I'm not 100%. No, he is from Punjab. But I'm not sure which kingdom it was. Yeah. It might be the one with the B. begins with B, but Bawal. anyway. Bawal? No. Pur, something. Bawalpur? Yeah. Yeah, Maybe. Bawalpur. Yeah. Bawalpur. So there's a Maharaja... Fat pension, you know, he's pensioned off by the British, one of the cis Sutherland states, yeah. very British friendly. Turns up in Europe, turns up in London and says, you know what, I'm going to commission a Rolls Royce in the shape of a swan. <laughs> so he has a white car that comes like this and then comes out like a swan like this. Right. So it's very, very dangerous, very extravagant. But it's for him to drive in his gardens, <clears throat> okay. in his palace. You know, he wants to see the swan gliding around his garden. So he commissions the Rolls Royce to do that and then he says you know what the young maharaja needs one as well so they have a little baby swan one and those two rolls royces are on display in holland <laughs> they're what? in a museum in holland right where, where, where <laughs> so i've got i've got it all researched up so we're for our dutch tours you know we're, we're going to go out well, there we were about going to dam so we were talking amsterdam about, yeah. yeah it's not far from amsterdam so i sent my cousin the link when he was in amsterdam. just for cheeses and glocks and whatever right clogs so and you whatever, need yeah. to get me high-res photos of these two rolls royces Signet and Swan. Man, like, you know, yeah, we'll do it's that. It's going to be so good. But that's like, now the Holland tour starts to take shape because that's kind of a day tour. You're never going to see that kind of stuff. But, and then just do the traditional Holland where there's plenty of war history in Holland as well and there's some memorials and things like that. And then there's always the Gurdwaras to go to as well. You know? Yeah, because so, that's, that's, so, more, that's really important for yeah. me anyway. No, but we have to go to Gurdwara, yeah. And so, so but the fact the swans are there in a museum, That's the Rolls Royce swans. You know. Have you found images of that online? Yeah, I've got it. Yeah, I've got yeah. it all. I don't Where even. Have, yeah, I've got it all. So I'll yeah. send it to you. But um, I haven't posted it yet because I. No, think, no, no. We'll yeah. let you post no, it. No, no, no. Because post. I want to see it for myself not, and verify not. it. All. Yeah. You never know if it's a random tweet. But I've went to the museum, and it's the when you do the drop down list, the only Rolls Royce they've got is the swans. That's why people go and see them. And That's it was amazing. a Maharaja from Punjab who commissioned it. You know. They look beautiful. You know, I've probably hooked it up. You're going to have to put a picture of it on the Well, on the we'll podcast. do by that time because we would have, all three of us no, would have gone yeah. to Dan by then. And yeah, yeah. We, we, we'll, we'll be out there, we'll do something. Yeah. Well, no, that's amazing. I'm, so that's that, quite mental at the same time that they were that extravagant and that... They were, you know, whatever we think Elon Musk or at the Amazon, Jeff Bezos, yeah. whatever, if we can go back and do the inflation factor, these guys were nothing compared to the Maharajas in India. You know, they, they were the trillionaires of their time. You know, the fact is that after 47, when the kingdoms got annexed and brought into India, they lost all their pensions. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that was the bit when they went in to have to sell off because their jewellery and sell off... Not just that, because their families now, you know, third, third generation, they're running those places, hotels... They, they can't maintain running. them. Yeah, yeah they exactly, they're screwed. They're yeah. just like... they're, but they haven't got that luxury of an income mm. because their land was taken yeah, as well, exactly. you know, and absorbed into their... Their titles, everything were gone. Everything had gone. And that's the sad bit of it, otherwise they would have carried on, you know. But it kind of shows your short-sightedness of accepting a pension. <laughs> you know, why don't you just keep your kingdom? <laughs> yeah, man, definitely. Pensions are not, not transferable. And this is why the, the Leipzig children got into trouble as well, because the Leipzig had fat pension. Yeah, and then really it was good. And then six children plus another two 
it's not going to go very far. And they didn't have pensions. God, he sounds like Boris Johnson, doesn't he? Yeah. Six children. And plus another two. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. <laughs> but then the pension, but then what the UK government tried to do was to give them some sort of standard of living, try to give them lordships so yeah. you can get your £300 a day by checking in. You know? Is that what it was? No, no, no. Nowadays it's £300 a day. Quid, I, oh my God. It's gone up to about 350 But in the old days, whatever it was, would have meant you could carry on your London life by just going into a couple of debates and then going out in the evening. That's what lords get nowadays, 350. How do I become a lord? You only have to go in for one minute. You could be Lord Singh of Leicester, easy. You know, just get someone to sponsor you. you know? <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, write it down, King. <laughs> become lord. Yeah. What you have to do is give a couple of donations to the Conservatives. Oh, then you, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you, then you have to uh, be nominated by David Cameron on his exit. You know, so that's how the lordships work. And then um, basically they're just... Nowadays, I think it's all... There's no... There's no... Um, I don't know, there's no prestige associated with being nominated by a Conservative peer. No, it ain't anyone. <laughs> you no. know, it just shows you've paid it's, your way it's to just, it. Yeah, exactly. you've been involved in some element of corruption to get them. Yeah, and some of it's only 30 grand. I like 30 grand <laughs> to get a lordship. <laughs> you, you can look on the donations register how much they donated. <laughs> that's mad. You know? So, so same, man. You've... So we've been to Holland, we've yeah, been to so, France. So... So Ahmed was in Portugal and just each was in Portugal. So I was sending them about the Portuguese East India Company saying, go and work it out. What have you found so far? So Portugal actually had a strong East India Company, yeah, obviously. the Portuguese one. And it was all commissioned by the palaces. So the East India offices of Portugal, which was called something in Portuguese, something the India House and whatever, is in the palaces. So you would go to Lisbon and walk around the palace. And you would never know that actually that door led to the India office, you know. Okay. And I would just tell people, go and see it. You know, it's yeah. nice to go and see. I haven't been to Lisbon myself, Lisboa. Yeah. You know, but that's interesting history. But it's pre-Sikh. Yeah. Because it's okay. kind of, they were out of the Sikh yeah, picture. Exactly. Because Vasco da Gama and that yeah, they came exactly. time forward, didn't they? But even after that, he was still around in the 1600s. Yeah. But the British kind of pushed them out and just to Goa. And then, yeah. But that's interesting. And um, where have we got to? Hungary brings the Shergin yeah, the connection. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, interesting. that's really interesting because I didn't know that until you just mentioned that. I'm like, that's hang on, that's, that's another really film. How on. many films have we discussed now? About three films, I reckon. We've got the yeah. we've got the Saint Tropez film, we've got the Budapest film. Just need Gurinder Jadda to listen to this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bendy like Beckham in Budapest. Yeah. But she made some other films. So she, yeah. she, but I think well, she's, she's doing stuff on partition the, and stuff like that, which, which is nice. And yeah. um, no, but I think. The stories are there. We just need the writers to write them up, the books to happen. Because all filmmakers do is adopt a book. Yeah. You know, so some of our whiz kids have to write the books, you know. But for that, they need to know, come on the tours and understand yeah, the no, story. You know? You, know? you know, Because they are, like you said, they're, they're a story in themselves. That, that, the Allard one, that's yeah, really that's interesting. You know the other story about the Sikh Schindler? No. So Catherine, Sophia, the Leap Singh from the LGBT community. Yeah. Her teacher, so they used to um, live in Kent. They yeah. had a tutor before they went to Somerville College in Oxford. Okay. The tutor and Catherine were friendly, and she moved in with her tutor in Germany, yeah. in a place called Essen. You know, so I don't know where it's near Frankfurt or somewhere like that, but Essen. And then when World War Two hit, they basically shipped out Jewish families from Germany to the village of Penn in Buckinghamshire because they had a massive house there, Sophia. Yeah. And she called it Hilden House after Hilda, Catherine mm. Hilda. And they kept so many Jewish children there to away from the Holocaust. And she, you know, like Peter Bantz has done all the work and, and 
she's referred to as a Sikh Schindler because she mm-hmm. protected and they came and they've got a massive house I went to Hilden House it's near Beaconsfield Services on the M40 okay. just behind you know about five miles behind there's a village of Penn and a huge house in the middle of it it's all gated and treed up so you yeah. can't see it but it comes up for sale every few years so if you've got to be a prospective buyer you could walk around <laughs> Well, that's what I need to do now. Yeah. Right. You know, so all you see it on Find Zoop- a child and floorboard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Zoopla. You know, you go on Zoopla yeah. and you can see all the pictures. But now the descendants of the, or the, the actual children in their 80s or whatever, they go back and they, they hold Sophia and Catherine in such prestige and their children. Is that written about? Yeah, well, Peter's been promoting that story because Peter's um, puts it up on his Instagram uh, sometimes. Their families come over from Germany. Is, you know, there are lots of. Um, books documenting the lives of the Jewish children who came here. Yeah, I'd, I'm just yeah, like, you know, I'd, I'd, that'd be really interesting. I mean, when Inquisitive, when he did the painting, he was commissioned to do a painting that's now on display in Thetford. That story's told, you know, that story's told through his art, you know, that um, where she's um, working to save the children, bring them. That's and, amazing. So I just think, you know, when I consciously created a little history of the Sikhs, my vision was not the great history of the Sikhs, because that's the Guru period, the Shaheed period, yeah, the Misan period. When we get to 1820 is when I wanted to pick it up for modern day Sikh history. Yeah. And the amount of stories you find that can be so powerful for our children and they can connect to them. Because we find it difficult to connect to stories in a village in Punjab mm. that we've never been to. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I I so connect to the story of Tobatek Singh, you know, Tobatek yeah. in Pakistan. And every partition day I listen to this story of Dobatek, you know. Yeah, because uh, they, they got streets named after him and all sorts Yeah, exactly. But, you know, he was, he, the story I hear that Azruddin Shah tells was, you know, was how do you define, how do you divide those in the mental asylums between India and Pakistan? Mm. Is, is he of a Pakistani heritage or if he's of an Indian heritage, which side of the border they go to? And these people are caught in the middle. For them, they're, they're just saying, this is our home. Yeah. Why, you know? And this whole story is so emotional and, you know, and then the families, for those who stayed in Pakistan, their families got moved to India, so they had no more visitors after 47. Yeah. When at least they had a weekly visitor when they were... And these stories are powerful, but it's difficult for our kids to connect to them in Punjabi schools because they're based in India. Yeah. That's what I found from teaching yeah. Punjabi. It's just like, if you talk about the Guru Nanak period, to them, that's like the Jurassic period, oh, right? so long ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like the dinosaurs were around in yeah. those days. When I'm trying to say it's modern, it's at 1469, you know? Um, but they don't. They, that timeline concept isn't there. Mm. Then you talk about okay, the missile period, or you, then you get to the Ranjit Singh period, and then that's still too far away. But these modern day Sikh history stories, where you can go to Saint Tropez and say, I know you're on holiday, but look, here's Ranjit Singh. Yeah. This is talking about the land of the five rivers. This is talking about a global economy. This is talking about trade. This is talking about bunno. This is talking about marriages. This is, you know, these things I hope can connect to them, so it doesn't make them feel like they can't be confident in their Sikhi, because yeah. Sikhi has travelled around the world since that time, you know? Well, that's it. the, the point is that Sikh history did not stop the annexation of the Sikh kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. And that, for me, it was a case of, that's it, sort of history has stopped. Yeah. And then I remember when I started seeing your page, and I was like, what's this? What's this? What's this? What's... And he's just like, holy crap, we've got loads of stuff here yeah, that... that I've been ignorant to. To, to that, but, and like you said, now you found it across Europe. 
in different oh, parts. Yeah, and I think, I mean, even there's all these East India Company files in Stockholm at the moment, you know, that I need to go and find and work up. They've found a whole batch of papers, you know, from the East India Company officers in Stockholm. One of oh them God. took them back there. So the Sweden Sikh history starts to pick up now. You know, they've got the Volvo of Joginder Singh, who was East African rally champion. It's at okay. the Volvo Museum in Stockholm. So we can start, you know, doing things over in the Nordic countries as yeah. well. You know, so I, I think it's never going to stop. Um, but the way I'm trying to do it is that it's a family orientated break with a little bit of Sikh history built into it. You know, you know how much a family ticket costs, doesn't it? Can you mm. just not make it yeah. a man only? Man only is fine. Anyone's yeah. only, everyone's welcome. It's a man's holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's, that's <clears throat> where I think I'm going to get going to. Because as we get older, I've got, you know, yeah. the, the time and the quality. And, you know, now I'm confident in talking to the tourism ministers. Yeah. I'm confident in talking to the historic royal palaces. Eight years ago, I would have been starstruck, you know, yeah. and I wouldn't have been able to present what I can do now. And it's kind of a win-win partnership, you know. So I think... The key for me, though, is to keep it humble and don't well, go was, in there demanding things, you know. It's not just that. I was about to say that. You've done this in such a humble way. You're not out there going, found this, found this, found this. There's a lot of people who put this out there straight away and go, pump themselves up. You never pump yourself up. This is why we have to come here. I can pump and, myself up, Because man. you're trying not to. <laughs> you, you are so humble with all the work that you do. But you know, the, the, the thing for me, it's, when we say it's Sikh history, it's Sikh history. It's not my history. Yeah. I'm just putting it... Out, and I've always kind of felt this. If I could keep the I out of Sikh history, it'd be fine. But people look for me on the time. Jagraj said to me this before. He goes, Rav, we've made a website. We've put the printouts there. Mm. He goes, but people will still fly me to Canada to do street prachar. And this is what I'm trying to say to people. Little histories are there. The V&A, you don't need me for the V&A. You can read the card. Please read the card. That's all I'm telling you to do. You can take your chacha, your thaya. You can make your own day out of it. But you know what? We still need you. What do you need me for? You know, I'm taking you to a museum, right? Yeah, but Jagrad said the same thing, and well, I don't know. And I don't. Well, we've just said the same thing, haven't we? I, you know, I've done the. You you gave me the details. I took the kids to yeah, the did, Parliament yeah. Square. At least we you reached out to me. To the suffragettes, yeah. and we went yeah. to the VNA, and we did we did all that sort of stuff. And I'm just like, that's great. I want you with us <laughs> next time. It's but I, I want you with us because I want you to go. Here's a snippet. This is what's happened. This but then, see, what I'm finding is when I bring the authors with me, then I'm learning off them as well. Yeah, of course, when of Henri's you. there, then for me, it's a tour as well. And then you guys are hanging on and it's all I, enriching I, it. All. I agree. So when, it's happening. When like, Omar was there when we were talking yeah. about Chilinwan and he said, Chilinwan is the place where this battle took place. It's also the place where Alexander fought Porus. And I was like, <laughs> what? Are you telling me <laughs> this happened here? I, I knew that yeah. Alexander went up to Punjab. I didn't realise yeah, what yeah. point. I didn't realise... Where it was, for me, that was like a boom. So, yeah, yeah I yeah. totally agree. You're learning from people. And that's why these are supposed to be like collaborative learning experiences where I'm learning from the audience as well. Yeah. But what I'm getting into that is mode where Jagraj and I had this chat long time because he said to me, Sing, just YouTube it. And I was like, Sing, I'm trying to not be on YouTube when I was in my early days. Yeah. I was like, this is my relaxation. I don't want to breathe in on every photo, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> right. But he said to me like, at Karam said, he said, no, you have to put this history on the internet. And I was like, no, I think it's a secret club. We're just going around London you know, discovering things. Yeah. But, you know, now 10 years on, and, you know, if I had spoken to him now, he was right all along, really, because he was kind of visioned it yeah, before we, it happened. We you know? know that. We've done the same. It's like yeah, yeah. we don't ever want to be in front of a camera or do anything. But now years. we're more confident being in a camera because we've, we've done the grounding. Yeah. So a lot of people, I think... They want to present, but they don't want to read the book, or they haven't got the time to read the books. And I'm like, if you can't 
spend the time reading the books, you can't connect the histories. Of course. You know, if, you, if you're just going to read what I wrote, hmm. then it's going to be linear. And I've done these tours for gr tour guides. Hmm. And they respect because I can answer every question they ask. Yeah. And you know what? Every question they ask is simple. Why do you wear a turban? Why have you got long hair? Yeah. Why don't you cut your beard? I'm like, these are basic questions. Yeah, but exactly. for, some, for a tour guide from Luton who comes down to the tour, yeah. these, are, oh, these are brilliant questions that he's answering straight away. And I'm like, these aren't hard. If you ask me about the date of the Gillian, <laughs> you know, that situation, yeah. then it's hard. But, and all I say to our tour guide trainees is, you have to bring yourself on the tour. So yeah. don't copy me. Do your own reading. Yeah. Make your own stories. Make your own little histories. And then you'll be confident in them. Yeah. You know, I've given you a start of a 10. But yeah, end of the day, you've got, your you've passion got comes material. through on the tour, you know. Yeah. So, And I'd still think for anyone who's 16, 18, 20, it's the best part-time job in the world. Why would you want to work in Sainsbury's going dick, dick, dick across no, the barcode? I said, I said exactly the same. So if I lived in London, I'd be... Yeah, but even in Oxford, they do Oxford tours. So I'm like, yeah, why am I going up to Oxford to do it? Why I'd, can't I'd you do the tour? Like, let's go to Oxford. I'd, it did, they'd say, let's go. I'd end up at Vista Village myself. <laughs> so let's be honest, I'd be shopping. No, but if way. you go to Oxford on a Saturday, there's yeah. like 150 tours and all students are leading them. They've collected 15 quid each from everyone yeah. and just walked them around the colleges. Yeah, I'd, I'd do that. And that's what I mean. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And I just think it's tax -free. confidence, public speaking, yeah. you know, making things up on the spot. Have I got news for you? All of that, weave it in. And... Bob's your uncle. You can come back with cash-only income. That's amazing. Want to declare it? Declare it? Don't want to declare it? No, no, normally, normally, normally you stop people uh, as police officers. You stop people of that age with a load of money, like drug dealers. And these are all got <laughs> yeah, tour guy. I'm a tour guy. <laughs> what with two hundred quid on it? Yeah, I'm a tour guy. I just collected it all. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I think if I wanted to monetize it, it's yeah. it's easy to monetize, you know. Um, but I enjoy it because i just say you pay as you go just pay as you go if you can afford it well i saw that because we, we came as a family and you're like it's 20 pounds i'm just like yeah that's nothing absolutely nothing you're not making any money from this no but i think any I'll money i make just goes on more stuff it is yeah, that's good that's good the inventory <laughs> so, is brilliant yeah it? but we could also kind of you know when other people are doing things you can just contribute slowly slowly and yeah. it all comes from the little fund you know so it's all do you pick up on obviously you, you've said you started doing tours with other people but obviously there's a little history of the Muslims and Jews and all mm. sorts. Is there stuff that you've found from them or their tours that have impacted on your Sikh tour? And you've gone, I didn't know about that. Yeah, so we've, we've worked with Muslim history tours. We've yeah. got History Speak, who's a Hindu lady from Delhi doing it now. But today I just finished a tour with Black History, Muslim History, Hindu History and Sikh History. Yeah. Now, 15 years ago, any time you were on the BBC and they said India, it'd be Muslim or Hindu. Yeah, yeah, of course. Sikhs were just not even in the picture. Have you seen... If you're saying black history, we weren't even in the picture. No, I'll agree with you. Have you watched the programme on the Satanic Verses on BBC? There's a documentary no. that's come out last week. You know, basically, a Muslim male has done a documentary saying 30 years ago there were these riots that yeah. caused a fatwa and Sam Rushdie. And the show, he goes, you know, when uh, Indians came over to Bradford, this was a life... And it's a BBC interview with a young Singh living with his family. Young Singh, okay. Yeah, yeah young Singh got his stardom with his family living in Bradford. And he's like, you know, there's 10 of you living in one room. It's like, yeah, it's fine. That's how we are. It's like, you know, do you play with the white kids? Like, no, none of the white kids play with the coloured kids. 30 years ago. No, no, it's, this is a documentary, but they're talking about, obviously, when the, when the Asians came first to Oh, I UK. see. Okay, okay. So yeah. they're using a news clip from there. And then they go, you know, the Muslims came. And you're like... These aren't Muslims, these are Sikhs. I can see their Sikhs. I know their Sikhs because I've seen them on another Sikh documentary. Yeah. But like so I said, they're referred to as, obviously the footage, what they got would have been a oh, Muslim, I see. Muslim speaking. So I always found when I was 
kind of engaging with the mainstream audiences, anything Indian independence, whatever, yeah. the Sikh element just wouldn't be there. You know, we were so off the radar, mm. you know, um, and, and it's understandable. And I always thought that was a gap. And I've ended up like 20 years later being the gap filler yeah. because today we did Black History, Tony Warner, you know, a legend on the walking tour circuit. I saw his program on Channel 4 in 2008. Thought, I wonder if there's a Sikh history tour, you know, and that yeah. sows a seed in your head. And today I met Tony for the first time in person yeah. after following his career on Black History, right? Then Muslim History Tours, a friend called Abdul Malik, and then a young lady from Delhi who's come to England, learnt about the British Empire, Manasi, you know. Yeah. And today we did a relay tour. And I learnt, you know, like the Black History Tour was talking about Sophia the Leap Singh, because he says she's non-white. Black history is non-white. Yeah, obviously, yeah. So he was presenting Sophia. And I was like, Acha, <laughs> right? And he was saying Sophia the Leap Singh, and then he handed the baton to me. And then I talked about the generals. Then I went to the Muslim history tours and they've got a canon, same kind of stories. And then we went to the British Empire. And what I learned out of all of that, it doesn't matter where in the world the British Empire went. Yeah. The blueprint from the European royal families was the same. They would take your kingdom. They would take a child. They would bring that child to the UK and it would be we would foster him, put them yeah. in her or him, put them in a suit or a corset or whatever, dress them as a European and yeah, say exactly. what a wonderful, benevolent thing we're doing for the thing. But they've kept the royalty away from their people. Yeah. And then that's a blueprint idea, which the Belgians did, the Italians. Because yeah. they're all one family anyway. This is what yeah, I realised yeah. today. The, I was the, like... The families, because you can see they're all... You know, yeah. you saw the German families, the Christian families, the Greek families. Yeah. Things from, they're all So then this happened. And then, you know, the more we did three hours today, and the more I reflected back on it, I was like, Tony, if we just change the characters, the stories are the same. He's talking about pilots in the RAF that came from the Caribbean. I'm talking about pilots from the RAF that came from India. Yeah. You know, who were yeah, kind yeah. of same. Yeah, because they got that same, they? they got a uniform. So they, yeah. you know, they look great. But they've lost their own identity or you know they've been repositioned and I was talking about how the education system was changed from Lahore being very you know education yeah, yeah. rich dumbed down to being you know now yeah. we burn your books and you will tell you your history from our perspective yeah. and I was trying to say you know the one protection we have as Sikhs is Albani because that cannot be changed yeah. and whatever psychology or games you want to play around it and you can manipulate our rajas and you can turn our royal kingdoms yeah, into yeah. you know offices and you can pension people off but to this day i know that they might have tried but they can't change gurbani because no, no, no. Exactly, yeah. and that's kind of like our protection shield now yeah. you know because whatever the maoris went through or whatever the canadians zulus or the or whatever, yeah. zulus or the north american indians yeah. We're not at that stage because we'll just keep growing again because yeah. Barney will just grow more Sikhs and Barney will just grow more Sikhs. And, you know, you realise that because these African stories they were telling, these Caribbean stories, hmm. they're all Christian now. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You know, so... Yeah, yeah, that's and, true. They are. They, got, you know? they, they gave you their book and they took everything else, basically, didn't they? Kind of. And I was just talking, walking this tour and I said, our stories are the same. Our stories are... So this empire that we read nothing about at school, mm. that, you know, um, I don't know what degree you'd have to do to even try and understand this. I'm learning this through the walking tours yeah. and through the evidence on the streets of London, you know, that it's all there, you know, and it's a blueprint and that blueprint isn't going to change yeah. um, if we're not part of the story. We yeah. have to be part of the story to change it. We can't, we can't believe what they're telling us in the textbooks 
No, because we're, you know? we're getting their perspective and view without yeah, but, looking at what material has been left out of it. And Tony was telling me today, you know, they've changed the textbook. Yeah. You know, they've changed it. And that's what my agenda is going off to. We're meeting with Loughborough University. There's a new history syllabus in 2026. Okay. And we're starting the work now to create the learning resources on partition for 2026. For, for the, the new university. syllabus. Now, Loughborough University are education, but they're in London. I was they're, about to say, they're about yeah. 10 miles away from us. Right? <laughs> yeah, but I was like, what are we doing over here? We're, yeah. But their professors have a campus in London and we're part of that engagement now, but we're doing it four years ahead of when it becomes part of the national curriculum, okay. when partition becomes part of the national curriculum. So how do we get the Sikh story? How do we get this in? And then the kids in 2026. And Tony's already done that on black history. So I'm following him because he's kind of like an icon <coughs> for me, you know. And he always says that you have to put it into the education mainstream. So yes, we can ponce around doing tours and collect 12 quids and do yeah, that. Yeah, but, but unless I but can do that. you want everybody it, else to learn it. Yeah, everyone. And if everyone knows the story of whatever we put in that syllabus, you know, um, then that's it. And that's one of our little ticks objectives met, you, yeah. know? you know. Then no kid will say to me, we, we didn't know because you did know because it was part of your homework in year 10. <laughs> you know, the story of partition, exercise 3B, this was the character, this is the pinned, this is the <laughs> you have to know it, you know. But the resources start now yeah. for 2026, you know. And a little history is somehow part of the story, you know, because of these tours we've been doing, you know. Um, oh, that's great. And then the school visits start, and then the museums have to change because it has to tie to the syllabus. Yes. We're doing a school trip on partition. Where is it? Where is it at the British Museum? There is a partition story now in the British Museum. Yeah. It's all done, but it's temporary. So what they'll do is in four years' time, they'll just bring that story back out again because it's already done. Okay. The archive's there, the storyboards are there. When it becomes part of the curriculum, that I, I think I'll be around to see it. You know, when yeah, yeah. Then there'll be school visits in June, tying in to your school syllabus. Every London school will go to the British Museum to go and do that as part of their curriculum day, you know. Oh, yeah, that's really good. I didn't, yeah. I didn't even know that. So, I didn't know the partition was coming in as part of the... Campaign. I hope it's coming in. Let's just yeah, see no, how much... It depends on the government changes and ministers and all this stuff. It's the fact that they've even got an eye on going, this, there's potential here, let's, let's get this started. Well, partition, what, what they're saying is it's a British story. It's yeah. not just India, Pakistan, it's a British story. You know, well, Why was, do we leave lands divided? It was, North, it, you know? the, the whole theme of that was in the latest... Miss Marvel Disney yeah. Plus thing, wasn't yeah. it? A very that British the history, they yeah. call it, you know. And that's what it was. It was about, hang on, we are part of the same land, but they split it in half. So yeah. to consider myself Indian or Pakistan, it's, you know, it's not... I just watched um, Ranjit Singh put out a Doctor Who episode on yeah. partition. I watched that, you know. My yeah. family didn't thought it was very slow, but I was hooked. Yeah. I was just like, this is amazing. Yeah, so, no, yeah. I totally understand. That's what I'm about. So, so what's, the, what's the future? looking? I know you've just <laughs> talked about some, some bits, but so this is, what else are you going? Yeah, I think... I've got other places to go. Or I mean, I'll, I'll just carry on doing Ireland on my list. Wales, I've come back from. I want to do a bit more in Scotland and yeah. get more out there, keep the UK trips going, Isle of Wight. But I said this in the first podcast, is that there is no plan for little history. It just kind of flows. As people contact me, I generally contact them back. I don't think I ignore anyone. And, and <laughs> not having a dig at you. <laughs> no, that's true. No, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just having a look. When I was a non-entity, yeah. for four years, I waited for email replies from all the great and the good, you know. Yeah. And it was Ali Kamal Rup Singh. He said, Singh, just keep it small and do it yourself. You'll be fine, you know. Yeah. And it's just that little bit of like a blessing or an ashirvad from someone. Yeah. Just Sorry, opens again. up I a whole new you, world. Yeah, and he said, if you've got any problems, just call me, right? 
that's all I needed at that time, at that moment in time. Because yeah. you write stories, you send them off, you say they might be interested, you have your hopes on these emails, and no one checks these email inboxes. But I've checked everyone, you know, and I'm just like, mate, if we could help you in a little way, that's fine. Um, because they're going to carry it on, you know, people don't realise how short life is really, you know. And um, so I just think there'll be more opportunities. It's getting too busy for me now. Yeah. And I need to work out a work-life balance to incorporate history properly. What it means is giving up the Maya from work for a day or two a week. And that's an addiction anyway. You've know? you, you got to see what's right with you, your family, whatever. But and you need to it. be told that or you need to be conscious that you need to strike a balance, you know. Yeah. Because this, everyone thinks this is my full-time job. No, no, I, I know uh, it's not. After we spoke to you last time, we are like, whoa, you do what? The housing development, you do this, yeah. you do that? And I just do little bits of everything when I feel like doing it. But yeah. in, if I'm sitting on a Zoom call there, I've got two computers. If it gets boring, I'll just do Sikh history research on the other one. Yeah. My Buddha's on the Zoom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? But I don't, I cannot get bored. So that's better than, better than me, right? Yeah, I you're just falling asleep. I, no, I do the same. No, no, I'm on a Zoom call, but I'm playing championship manager. <laughs> So it's very different. You're actually doing something to educate yourself and try to. I'm just trying to rework my writing because the amount of papers I have to rework my own writing because they run it through some Google program which tells me where they nicked a copy cut pasted that bit from. You know, then the professor gets upset with me. No, that's where you you use them AI tools. I think they're using the AI tools. Not me. All you do is you chuck it in and it rewrites it for you. Oh, buddy, last time I'll you told me, you. You told, last time you gave me Google Lens, which opened up a whole new world. Oh, this find, time, I'll give you this, no, no, I'll send you this today, mate. It's rewrite really, really my good. paper. This is how I do my work stuff. I'm going to so rewrite my paper from a Punjabi angle. You know when we've got to do like lesson plans for legislation that comes yeah, in? Yeah. That's all I do. I chuck it in. It's, it sounds I think all sort me out with that thing. I'm yeah, writing one it. sentence at a time, rereading it. Thesaurus, got it. No, 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 no. no. no I've got Grammarly. I pay for Grammarly no. now. Oh, I would have got you a fake license. No, no, no. I, I like to pay for that one. It does. It earns its money. Grammarly does. So yeah, no, <laughs> the no, amount no, of I, capital letters. I'm sorry, yeah, 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 I think it's really good. It's Just really good. yeah. No, so that so I don't know where it's. But I think consciously, I'm going to have to build in the quality. Yeah. Um, through my partnerships now we're building up a collective and for me it's interesting that the collective is growing to include non-Sikhs yeah so little history of the Sikhs when we started was Bhagavala 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 yeah, yeah. and Benji 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 in the middle right that was my brand like 10 of us five Sikhs <laughs> you put these only just these <laughs> <laughs> five Sikhs five 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 Bhagavala five Sikhs and we had 10 yeah now in our collective we've got about 25 but I've got Irfan Zakira I've got Clelia from Italy. And these guys are genuinely doing quality work because I've worked with them for years yeah. now. So I was like, why why can't I put you on my website? Because personally, you're passionate about this stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I've you know written up the piece. Priya's, Priya's happy to be on our collective now because I don't know what project she's doing next. Yeah. But I do know she drops me a text every now and again. And, you know, we we can talk on the history. I can verify my information through her. Yeah. She'll read it and she'll tell me, you know, and having that little network on WhatsApp. That's good because you've got a peer review system. Then. Peer review system. Peer yeah. review system is essential when you're writing yeah. things like that because but the last thing you want is go, that's... Because we had, we had this issue where, um, you know, Lancaster Gate, Jindangor, George Richmond painting, it happened, the box of jewels came out, she wore them, George Richmond painted it at the request of the Leipzig. The only picture we have of a Punjabi queen yeah. painting. But where was it taken? Where was it taken? Oh, the house next door to the Logans. Well, where was the house of the Logans? Round the corner to number one, whatever, Lancaster Gate. The round the corner. But there's no house called Round the Corner. 
Logan. So then my little network works. We do some America meetings here with a collective in America. And, you know, we go, they do auctions and they go. And, and, he, and one of the guys there said to me, Singh, I found in America, he's bid for something in the UK, which I was like, I wish I knew. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. there's a letter from Dilip Singh, but it's addressed to 25 Lancaster Gate. I okay. said, bingo, got it. 25 Lancaster Gate. Okay. That's what is now on the information there because I've got provenance. I yeah. now know. It's not there anymore. It's knocked down and there's a hotel. But you got prominence where it was then. Exactly. So we know the address where it was read because the Leap Singh wrote to his mother at yeah. 25 Lancaster Gate. That might not have been the first night, but that was where she stayed after the first she night. She stayed. It doesn't she stayed. So, you know, and all these things is what, you know, Netflix and all these people who want to do things, they want the enriched data. Where do we shoot? Yeah. What is the link? And if you're just going to fluff it, no, Lancaster no. Gate, it's a long road, you know. And all these little connections kind of in my head. I don't forget those. I forget loads of things at work. Yeah, yeah, important. Yeah. And my mate, he says to me, I have a dyslexic moment on his accounts all the time. I was like, yeah, mate, you know, it happens, right? Because yeah. I'm not concentrating. But these things I don't forget for some reason. Yeah, you know? I totally so, understand that. So that's that kind of shows you that that's that's what you're working to kind of add something for. And and it's not and you know, anyone who thinks you're gonna print a book and make loads of money. I don't think the world works like that anymore. Um, nope. So we print the books because we want to leave a record, basically. We don't, you know, and if it's a thousand print run, it's a thousand print run. But, um, yeah. you know, there's no point in paying yourself a 25,000 print run and then finding we haven't got the marketing distribution mechanism mm. needed for it to be, you know, reached out. We need the publishers. We need the big publishers, the ones with the network. That's how our story is going to get out. You know, it's not going to get out through through our own Facebook channels, is what I'm trying to say, you know. That's what I've learned. Yeah. So we have to, these partnerships we do with the palaces or whatever, their reach is phenomenal. You know, they, when we did the Sikh soldier statues last year, they monitored everything. They monitored how long people were reading the boards. Okay. They were looking at audience engagement, audience um, retention. Oh, audi- retention of information. Right. right, so they mapped all of that. They produced a report after six months and they fed back to us on the report. And they say, because all the variables were in the positive direction, we can now justify doing it again this year. Okay. And because all the variables were in the positive direction, they have now committed to doing an exhibition in 2023 on Sikhs during the coronations. And we're all part of that story now. But they minusculely manage everything. Yeah. And I was like, wow, you know. So really, it's not just a fill a coach and go. It's, it's not about taking selfies. It's about reading the information, yeah. using it. And and I, I saw this at UKPHA that they put on some splendid exhibitions. Mm. But our community doesn't know how to behave in a museum. No. Because when I was taking my groups there, people were getting bored after 40 minutes saying, bus AC. Mm. I'm like, what do you mean bus AC? Mm. I said, this is like the best exhibition you're yeah. going to see in the UK or in Western Europe. Every item for me was half an hour of staring at it. Yeah, but you've got to remember, I've seen this in India, yeah, where you go, you've got so much rich heritage and history there. Well, we don't the value locals it. don't give a shit. But, right, but we my, don't my, know how to value it. It's not it, even yeah. that, right? We, I went to Gadani. Gadani is where Shemir Bashas Jawla is there from, from Gwalior, right? So I went there with... It's recently been restored now as well. Now. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's actually really nice. So yeah. we went there and um, saw the Jola. And I saw it when I was a kid as well. And I saw it again. 
when I went with my dad and his family. So we walk in there, we walk out and have a look at everything. I, I, I seriously look at everything and photo everything and check everything out. And they're like, jolly, 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 diggly, jolly, jolly. And then we get out and they go, let's go back to the bin. And I was like, I want to see the other Gordas here of Shirin Vasha. They're like, mm-hmm. there aren't any. I was like, there's three more. I was like, there's Dum Dum Asab, there's Nim Asab, and there's uh, Havili Asab. Yeah, yeah. I said, no, right. My dad's like, I've lived here all my life. There are no other Gordas. My chache tell like, we've been here for, you know, all of our lives, we've come here. There's nothing. I was like, I'm telling you, I'm not getting in the car. I, I found some random little bibi, and she was great. This poor little bibi. And I said, and I just said, Mataji, you know, Shemi Pasha, it's one there, one there, one there. And they were just surprised. And I was like, because they, they don't invest in that history. To them, it's just the gurus were here. But for us, because we, we've never lived in those lands, yeah. to walk along the, you know, walk in the footpaths of where the gurus were is a massive thing. And for you, history is an important thing. For the majority of our Sikh community, they're just like, I know a bit about the gurus. I know we had some Kalukaras. I know we had 1984 and that's it. But I also think, but we're not presenting history as a mirror. That's the problem. You know, I think if people could learn from that and say, look, I can change my life direction through the shoulders of the giants we stand on, whether it's 84, whether it's Sheeds, you know, whether it's um, the Ranjit Singh period, their stories can actually inform the direction of your life. Yeah. And, And that's a hard thing to crack because... I can see the penny drop. When I see the kids, I can tell in a Punjabi class mm-hmm. which kids is going to shape their life. Yeah. And I don't know if I just spot it because I want to spot it, but I can see it now. And yeah. I think teachers can see that in their students. You know? um, they can see those who are attention properly yeah. and those that are a passing time. Yeah. And the reason we do the work we do is for, to try and leave that seed you know, yeah. and see where it grows. So, so I think that's where I'm getting to now. So I'm trying to focus on the quality and think I can spot it. So that's the reason to continue doing it. Because the other side of it is, let's just go social media only. Let me just go by myself and do it. You know, I can go anywhere by myself and do yeah. whatever. But that's not what Little History is about. It's yeah. about the Sangat going with you. Because so many things I saw between 2000 and 2010, there was no Sikh audience engagement because yeah. all of the energy goes on the displays or the events that no no passion or um, organization goes into bringing our community supporting our community access culture heritage history you know you have to tell people where the toilets are how long the journeys are going to be because you know for our elders you know that's an important factor i know that now if my coach journey is over an hour and a half then you have you have to consciously tell people we will stop don't worry then you know and then they're okay. Then they're fifty. They're not going to tell you I need a, a toilet break. Yeah. They're not going to tell you. But consciously, I can see it now. You know, so everything's got to be just nicely planned to take away any stress for people. Yeah. And then they'll engage. That's why they can go to a gurudwara because they know they're going to get fed and there's toilets nearby and they can spend as long as they want. Yeah. In a museum, if they've never been there, they don't even know if there's toilets there. Yeah, exactly. They don't even know you can get vegetarian don't know food the facilities there. Facilities and food. Yeah, exactly. So if you can just knock that out the stress equation then they'll come yeah. then they'll be fine then they'll bring their mum dad and everyone and yet that's not a hard thing for any young person to do just yeah. to explain there's toilets there you know um, these are the kind of things I learned through Watching walking the, the walk walking talks. the walk you know but for a British museum it's ex- of course it's disabled access it's the law of course there's toilets it's the law mm. you know but I said yeah but 
our community aren't used to accessing these spaces to just tell me where the toilets are yeah. and then I will tell them in two different languages and it'll be fine you exactly, know yeah. you know and that's the little things that that work you know yeah. you know so today we did a three-hour tour we didn't do a toilet break but it wasn't a Sikh audience you know because yeah. a Sikh audience we would have had two or three toilet breaks just to make sure everyone's comfortable you know yeah. um, and that's another thing I'd have to factor in you know um, and and then you just kind of start to take care of the group, you know, just take, just act as one yeah. and, and everyone's all right. We're as good as the slowest person and we're as good as the person who needs to answer all the questions. You know, that's, that's how it should be done. Hmm. It's not, we're here for two hours, make 240 quid, yeah, <laughs> rush yeah, off, yeah, exactly. get out of the train. That is never going to work for yeah. any community. It's never going to work. Well, right you know, you'll have no retention no. at all because yeah. they'll go, they just want some money and they'll, but people can see through all of that, yeah. you know? and I think. But that's if I was doing it to earn money, yeah. then that's where I would have been forced to do it two or three tours a day, yeah. you know. So finish one, start another one, yeah. you know. I can see that as a business model because yeah. I've mapped it all out on Excel that you cannot, you cannot make this stuff work, yeah. you know, um, as a full time job, you know, in if you're working with just one community, yeah. you know, in predominantly. Because people in our community see it as a bucket list item as well. They attend one tour. They give me so much praise and good vibes. And then I'll never see them again. I've got my phone full of people who came with tours. I've never seen them again. I was like, but I thought you liked it. No, no, God, no. Yeah, exactly. What about the other scene? And I'm like, yeah, but that's one of like 15 of, tours. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Well, yeah. And if I'm like, no, that's fine. It's no, okay. No, no, I want but, the Gravesend tour, Oxford tour. Those, <laughs> I know what tours I want to come on. Yeah. So no, but what I mean is... I don't know why I can't communicate that to people. Why yeah. can't I want to say that that's only a small part? I, I I don't know how to do that now. You know, we just walked up Oxford Street. It was basically a pseudo museum stroke shopping tour. Yeah. You know? And but that these, these two would have been in Joe Malone, that's why they would have been straight <laughs> on Oxford Street. They got the main main yeah. shop there. But you know how much Sikh history is just on that one mile stretch? Yeah, it's saying. just amazing, you know. So I did a tour just on that. But everyone thought that is the only tour of Little History of the Sikhs yeah. too. I said, no, 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 this was like our pastime tour. I don't want to say, but yeah. our Chelsea one's better. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say that. But for me, I'm learning how to connect these tours together, you know. Do I need to do a pit stop at Primark's every can top up their quick yeah. t-shirts, you know, and then just make it, make it flexible for them. But I think, uh, so I don't know how it's going to go. I just kind of think, let's carry on if the family are happy for me to disappear and do it. They yeah. only come on one tour. The that's, kids come along. That's fine, yeah. Yeah, but my wife goes, why do I want to do the same tour again? You know, yeah, you know so I'm fine. like, but it's Oxford Street. <laughs> yeah, but as long as you've got a supporting partner who's going, yeah, do it. You know, it takes and, time, and it takes time, you know, but I think you just have to be conscious of the balance, you know, yeah. so that's what I have to learn from it all. But other than that, you get to meet a lot of good things, really, and sing these on these kind of things, because everyone, yeah. you meet a lot of people who are creative and passionate about what they do, you know, in, in what I do, I get to see them, you know. And we have got, I'm quite hopeful of the future, you know, yeah. in terms of our community and where it's going, you know. I don't see the kind of, um, the issues in our community taking over the positive stuff in our community. I think the positive stuff is still going yeah, to outrun funny. the issues, you know, I think, but there are a lot of issues. No, it's wicked, so. But um, we, we, we see the positive stuff, you know, and there's lots of it. So this is going out by in January. Well, I go to 2023. So I'm thinking we'll probably be back before you well, even put this out <laughs> to find out what you've found out since then. Uh, uh, I just because because I'm I'm mesmerised by the stuff that you do, and I'm I'm just like 
He's found another bit, another bit, and you know, that's I'm writing it up. I've got four papers being written up at the moment. I've got Sikh history in the East End. Yeah. I've got a paper being on a spotlight with South Asian Diaspora Journal. Yeah. I've got to write that up. These all have deadlines and peer reviews, so I don't yeah. know where it'll go. And then I've got this global paper for this oh, San yeah. Tropez. I'm writing that up now for 1st of October. And then I've got my own paper, which I keep saying I've got to write the next part of Westminster up yeah, because yeah, I don't want to leave it till I'm 65 and not here anymore. No, no, no. I need to write it now, you no. know, because you know, I can't kick it into... So I've got three papers going, two published. And I like that, that part of just publishing a paper. Yeah. It's in an academic space where people can download it on Google and read it. Yeah. And, and then I haven't got the pressure of trying to flog my book. No, that's awesome. Because, <laughs> you know, the problem I have is if I publish something, I find something new. So I'm like, well, now I've got to add to the history paper, you know. So. That's how it works. I know. I did an argument yeah. before you know you're doing another edition and you found something else. Yeah, now but you're looking, doing it in an order. Now I'm looking at an argument book and going, I've got yeah. three lots more to add to it. So it's just one of those. I've got so much to add to it. Oh, the job, the whole collection. Well, here, the job decide. The job decide. It's complete. Your, your latest job decide was coming, but I've now done an 800-page A4 of the job decide, and a lot of it is reworked. 800-page A4. Yeah, that's how big it is. So that's the whole, all it's combined, all, done. all yeah. combined, all combined, extra bits, some bits edited and changed. So, if he did that for a uni, he would be at a PhD by now. Yeah. It's the same time, isn't it? It takes. So yeah. So yeah. So, but no. Well, like I said, I'll probably be back before this goes out and find out what else you found. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep a note of the new things, but the database keeps growing, so I just have to keep consciously updating. It's a desktop icon, so I just go in. This is a new one. This is a new one. Good. So I, I think there's another paper in the back of my head about Sikh history related to the Bollywood film industry. Yeah. Because. I was telling another, I told Jasmine Rye, who did a master's on this stuff, and I sent, I've got some papers there from other people, that actually, before Bollywood, it was Lahore. Okay. But they made a film on Maharaja Ranjit Singh, and it caused issues in the Sikh community, so they burnt the cinema down, <laughs> right? So what happened <laughs> is that combined, so, that, so the, the investors got scared in the 1940s, and that's what that paper talks about. And um, so they got scared in Lahore and then partition happened. And because Lahore was on the wrong side, then they had to remove the emerging film industry from Lahore and they moved it to Bombay, Mumbai. And it starts to flourish. But there's so much um, legacy work from Lahore that kind of started to meander and find its way to Bollywood. You know, and it's not that it's a passion of mine. It's just a way to connect the stories. Because why does everyone think Mumbai is where it all happened, you know, it didn't. It started in Punjab, in Lord. The film industry there, we had actors and actresses coming over to the UK to go to RADA, you know, the Royal Academy of Dramatic yeah. Arts. You know, we had the Maharani's of Kapoorthala coming here to train as actresses, then go to Hollywood, you know. So it was Lahore which was the centre in the first, before partition for the film industry. It wasn't um, Mumbai. Like Mumbai was post-47. And every Bollywood tune, uh-huh. <laughs> and every Bollywood tune you think is a popular tune. Yeah. I still have this kind of passion for sixties and seventies kind of thing, but they're all done in rags because in those days they used to go to the Gurdwara, listen to the rag, and then compose lyrics to the rag they've just listened to. So there's lots of Lata Mangeshkar songs that I hear that actually, it's not that 
we're copy- nowadays i think right now but in the old days the filmies used to come to the gurdwara yeah. to learn the composition of the rag to yeah. which they base the songs on and i can put you any song from the 60s and in my head the shepherds going round yeah. or the radio lata magesha singing it and i was like how did that work because that's in rag so the shepherd that can fit any so this we need you know our children need to know this that it's not filmy shepherds yeah it's just come full circle again it's yeah, actually exactly. the other way round before and we need, we're going to come back to that again because rag is timeless yeah of course so we're going to get back to that soon when people are and you can that. see that now with classical sort of rag or santurs or the darbar festivals yeah. those sorts exactly. of things so we're coming back yeah we're coming back massively see it happening. so you know so i feel like i want to write that it's not my space and i'm glad others are writing it up but yeah. if we can just contribute to say no before bombay go to lahore because yeah. that's where i think the story starts because 1930s it starts there you know um, that's awesome Sim. right so let's see I know this is totally impromptu what impromptu what we're going to do to just come and no to just oh, come today in, yeah yeah to, to no, just I'm come and speak what... to you and I really appreciate that and just did you do but, two today or one uh, we've done one one so you did have two and I was a third one then you were third one third one today you were third one yeah um what was I going to say uh with regards to your websites instagrams can you just plug them again please so i think we're doing we're keeping our website so up to date with everything i give my web designers so much content what we've done now is we've worked out an education section of the website where i've just gone open source all my punjabi school presentations for the last 20 years there's about six pen drives there okay. hard drives i've just pdf'd them and i've put them free access to anyone in the world if you want the powerpoint and you want to change the logo for a work thing just ask me and the download it takes you to another one and you just download the powerpoint because basically i have like school child school parents saying i've got to do a diwali assembly baji i'm like here take these slides so i'm like now just download these slides you don't even have to ask me yeah. and then you can change it so that's the new bit of the website let's just get all the research on and yeah. accessible and there's no you know there's no cost to it all and the website is a little history of the seeks.org and on that has our facebook and instagram i'm not on the tiktok world i don't understand these things but everyone <laughs> says to me i need to be on tok tik tiktok i don't know i'll like, forget it man so you can teach cuz yeah. i got a clue either but what i need is a manager for tiktok and you just take the content and do it yourself because i don't want to be i don't want to do anything i just want someone else to manage it i have an instagram banda now yeah. <laughs> i have a website banda facebook they all get paid not a lot but they get paid mm. And and I don't I don't know which other platforms are going to work, but in that respect, I've just seen how Ramblings has done it all, and I'm just like really proud of him because he's done it wholeheartedly. Oh, he's, he's you know, so I'm just like, I'm like, what's Reddit? I didn't know they're in the community for you know this, and what's this one platform? What's Have you this done platform? LinkedIn? Because you are a professional, I don't care what you say. Yeah, so LinkedIn, I've kind of hidden it on my website because I've kind of put I put my work, and then yeah. I put founder of a little history seat. Taron does a lot through yeah, LinkedIn he's, so he's, he's I mean I just can't maintain it I just can't go into another icon because of the amount of time I spend oh, yeah, yeah. you know so I just kind of think let me stick to two and I've got a website now so I'm yeah. going to just stick to a website because that's helping me with the universities because yeah. they give me credibility based on the fact that I've got a website you know and if LinkedIn starts that's going to again push me into that 
tour space because people keep saying to me are you on TripAdvisor are you on this are you on that yeah. I'm like Vasco de Bravo Facebook is the thing isn't it <laughs> it's, not, it's not anymore I know that I know that it's like so 2010 you know but uh, all my memories are on Facebook would be good for you though wouldn't it it'd be amazing because I keep all my feedback in yeah. books handwritten I love that I don't want you know two stars three stars on there right because I'm just thinking maybe it has to come and that's yeah. fine but it's going to be a cost it's going to be a monthly you know account to maintain and is it i don't know i'm sure it is i'm sure it is i can't look yeah i think once you be a business then it's professional you know and i could do it but then it's more time in front of the computer you know the thing is yeah you've got to have the time to do it in the first place there's no point paying for something i know that i've paid for loads of different platforms to put things on and and just ain't got time to put the gutter on or this on or that on and just like i paid 80 quid for that i paid 100 quid for that and i think you know when I have my team, I mean, the collective is different because they're experts in their own field, but my little team, yeah. it's hard because I'm asking them to do admin stuff. No one likes doing admin stuff. So yeah. why they can come on the tour, they can help me on the tour. Yeah. You know, their expenses can get paid if they're not working and all that kind of stuff I can do. But to ask them to maintain like phone numbers and registers and all that, I just feel it's not, it's not deserving of them, you know, to yeah. do it, you know. Um, they do the media side, they do the filming, they do the little histories, they do the presenting but they, I just think it's unfair to kind of get someone to do the donkey work with, really. You know, yeah. Yeah, that's that's our that's our job. You know, that's going to have to because the risk is on my insurance. You know, yeah. so I have to maintain that risk. I can't outsource it to someone no, else. I can totally you know? understand that. You know, so so, so. We, so we have to put everything in writing. You know, we have to have plans. We have to have contingencies and risk registers and everything, which we do, because all the councils and everything that's what they ask for from me. You know. Um, and the people seem to think it just happens, you know. With their twelve pound, I can retire, you know. Yeah, exactly. Bit <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. fundamental. Yeah. You're going to hear that. Shit, show me that. stuff in a free museum. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, is gonna, free, isn't it? You're going to hear that crap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's what they'll hear. That's what they're doing. I took a. I still say to Ramvi, he's a kid in the Punjabi school, right? So I said to them, like, you can bring your spending money if you want anything. We went on a school trip. He had a ten pound note. Came back with three cans of Diet Coke. I was like. Sig, your mum's going to kill me, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what fridge magnets did you make? <laughs> what did you, you get? Three pounds ago. I was like, mate, I'm going to get done for this one, you know. So I was like, you do not buy soft drink cans in a museum. Yeah, that exactly. is how they operate. You know? Exactly. <laughs> you know? We bring plastic bottle refill from the tap. <laughs> you know? All right, so yeah. is there anything else you'd like to add? No, no, look, it's always nice to see you. I'm glad the kids came along as well. Buddy, good to see you too. But I don't know how this is going to turn out on the edit again. But, It'll be fine. Uh, It'll yeah, be fine. Let's see how it goes. But look, Like I said, we'll be back before the, this goes out anyway. So. I think you're doing a lot of East London trips because I always had this kind of presentation in mind for a Sikhi camp where I do top trumps between East London, West London and the Midlands. We're doing right? West so London. who has the best historians? So we've got, um, you know, Lali Saab in the north. Um, then we've got the West London and the East London, UK, PHA and Peter Vance. Then I had who has the... Um, Anyway, if you do the cyclist and you've got Gov, the Sikh cycling network there, who has the Nishkar? So I was trying to develop this presentation to say, like, you know, who's the, where are these based? Because if you did in the um, IT space, then Taron, hands down, yeah, Trump's oh, in the Midlands, kills, right? Kills so I don't even think anyone exists in the printing 3D space. Then you're in it for the Qatar books, where, because there's Gamal Rupa, you are in the Midlands now, yeah. you know, but in West London, I'm not sure, in East London. And I was trying to develop it. I was like, then it would be like a who's who of the UK seek space, you know, but playing trumps for Punjabi like school. To. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to do the top trumps. 
No, but then you just give points, and if you can guess like who's who, I've got it in my head. Like it's really good. That sounds like a plan as well. Yeah, and then you, you add up the that. points at the end of the one hour Punjabi class. You know, and then it'd be good. Like, and then the winner gets a can of coke from the museum. That's it. That's it. No, but top trunks. But I had all these categories, like the scientists, like who's doing science yeah, yeah. in Sikki, in the East, West, and the Midlands. You know, who's like you know in the rich list they have the Sikhs in the rich list. Who's in the Midlands? Yeah. Gumman hotels. Yeah. Who's in the East? And then who's in the West? Euro car parts. You know. 500 million, 800 million. <laughs> These yeah, guys, you know. So, and then the universities, who the alumni, you know. See, I've, we need to talk to you about universities because I think that's going to be another spot for for work to be done. Yeah. I've tried. It's a hard nut to crack. But Don't we're, worry, we're going to try. Yeah, yeah. No, we're working with Oxford. We're working with Loughborough, <laughs> UCL. Yeah. The Sikh societies are difficult because they haven't got time to yeah, organise. Yeah, of course, no, that's fine. You have to go in via the university. Yeah, exactly. But the Sikh societies are nice to do presentations and tours. But I'm surprised. A few years ago, I did Wednesday tours just for Sikh societies. But they're yeah. doing so much Bhangra practice that they can't come on the tours, you know. Because <laughs> they've got a Bhangra showdown in February. <laughs> got world-class Bhangra in November. Oh, no. <laughs> That's all I find is like, you know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's gone back to, we had this conversation with Amandeep Singh, East London. And he was like, we had a Punjabi society and a Sikh society. And at the moment, it just seems to amalgamate in one. So, are they amalgamated? Into I don't one? know, no, but you're just seeing that sort of thing. Oh, I seeing... see, I see Boss do a lot of good work. I see, yeah, Boss always do. No, but there was do. another one, there was another group. Oh, Nishan, isn't it? Yeah, so they do amazing work. But what happens is the calendar gets full with all of the events they've programmed in for all the societies, mm. that then there is no space for newcomers. So I contacted Nishan and they said, to be honest, it's not like that. You just have to contact each president yeah. and let them book a room and then go and do it. Okay. And I've tried that and it's working. You know, it's, there's, no, there's no animosity or anything. It's just there's short windows and a lot of events if you're in those universities. Yeah. You know, that are the main Sikhi ones, Sikh population ones. You know, so we just have to do it one by one. So what we did at King's is now we're in the handover notes to the new president. Okay. This guy's verified. He will do a presentation yeah, contacting good. him, you know, for a Wednesday or a Thursday lecture. We've done it with King's. We've done it at UCL. LSE okay. are on board. But my own university, never. No. <laughs> Again, you know, the better the devil you know. You know? No, you know? So even my alumni group are angry at Imperial all the time. They're like, why are the things not calling you in? I was like, mate, there's so much Sikh history at Imperial. That if I knew... It would have been great, you know, yeah. the amount of scientists that have come out of Imperial who are Sikhs, you know. Really? Dr. Kapani was at Imperial. He's memorialised in Imperial College, right, in okay. the physics department. The guy from the Heart and Lung Institute, Dr. Kumar, yeah. um, Harpal Kumar, he was the Cancer Research UK CEO. He's at Imperial College, you know. Oh, yeah. And there's so many, the father of fibre optics, Kapani was there, but the Imperial kids themselves won't even know, you know. There's another guy who's Sir... Sir Tajinder Singh Virdi, Imperial College lecturer. He was one of these, um, the Proton, CERN Proton. He's okay, one of the yeah, founding members of that. He's a Sir in the UK, you know, Tajinder Singh Virdi, you know, physics. And he's most of the time advising on the Swiss hydro, whatever that yeah, yeah, particle the CERN, theory. CERN, uh, hydron Collider. Hi, yeah, Hydron Collider. And he's seeing. going to end the world. Yeah, he's point. a Sikh guy. That thing's going to, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, he's from Tan Tanzania as well. You that's know, it. That's even worse. Yeah. He's from where our parents were from, man. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that Imperial College kids who are there doing physics, probably you don't even know that yeah. all these physicists, biologists, you know, scientists, the history that I've researched because I've just had to do, you know, dig yeah. in, dig in deep, you know. 
And there's so many of them because you can just sing, search sing and call and you can just find all the alumni. Yeah. Then you do it at UCL, then you do it at LSE and you're like, flame your neck. How can a kid say they're not inspired these days, you know? That's mental. You know? And then you can go to Oxford, then you can go to Cambridge. And because so they're not TikTokers, that's why. Yeah, they're not on TikTok. Yeah, exactly. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm a Buddha. Yeah. So that's what we did. We do our lectures and then we do half an hour of these are the alumni that you follow in the footsteps of yeah. in your universities, you know. So this year we'll try and get a few more from Kingston on because I'm doing the Hampton Court stuff. So I don't know what time we're up to sing. Uh, your no, battery's no, gone I'm down. Yeah. My battery's probably dead. It's yeah. dead all the time. <laughs> it's probably dead because of the cricket scores and football scores. So don't worry about oh, that. I get it. No, but I just, I, I really appreciate it. Again, from Flawed and Foolish, oh, I, I, I thank you for being fantastic. You, every time I come around, I've picked up things and today I'm going to go back. and We'll be in the car. We did this last time, right? We left here and we were in the car going, oh my God. I didn't know that. Oh my God. And I, I, I know we're going to be talking Saint-Tropez, Budapest, yeah, Dam. Yeah. He's going to be looking on Skyscanner already for <laughs> yeah. trips. Do it. So yeah. I can see this happening. Yeah, I've got a European. But, I've but, got. But this is what I mean. I, I, I love coming here. One, one, I love coming here. Second thing, I love looking through your books yeah, over there. You know you like, can help yourself do it. No, no, but that's what I mean. I love looking through those. I've shown the kids the, the coins in there. Coins, and, stamps, everything. And that's what I said. So stamps, for me, books. this is home. For the kids, they're like, Where's my TikTok for two hours? That's fine. You could just TP link. There's free Wi-Fi here. Don't say that. They won't leave. They won't get yeah. in the goodie for two hours. Uh, but no, but for me, it's really interesting. I love picking your brains. And oh, I, I know within the space of before January <laughs> happens, I'll tell you, before January happens, we will be here. Uh, do and you'll be the first person to feature three times within a year on our show. Hundred percent. I'll tell you now. Hundred percent. Because you know what? I'm gonna I watch do- your stuff all the time and I'm and you send me links and you send share a post and I'm like, what's that? Write down, write down, write down. So but what I think, I think the challenge you can give me is um, the Sikh history in Africa would be an amazing podcast. Well, you know, I've I, done... you know what? I listened to Sikh Archive, right? Yeah. And I had this same talk with Ramblings because we spoke to Ramblings last week. When he did, you know, we were talking about Sikh Archive did a podcast on Mukhan Singh and what he oh, did yeah, in yeah. Kenya and what, yeah, you know, yeah. he was part of the... He was, Seek he Archive, was, is he in the UK? No, he's he's somebody who was from Coventry, now lives in Denmark. Oh, okay, okay. But he did one about Mukhan Singh, and I was like, you know, he wasn't really Sikh, although he wore the star and everything, and he was more a communist and did this and did that. He's just like, how many more people were involved in these sorts of things, whether it was in Mukindu or in Mombasa or mm. in Dar es Salaam? We had the railway networks going, we were in South Africa. Man, the history's not just that. Like you said, you talked about Egypt. I know stuff that happened in Israel. I know stuff that happened in Iraq, yeah. let alone other parts of Africa. No, but I've just worked out Libya, you know, you, Tunisia, you know, Uganda, Malawi, you know. Uganda. The you know yeah, yeah. the things that have gone there now initiated a Gurdwara, which has said good night. There he had uh, went there. It's through the, the genocide that they've got. So, yeah, so what yeah. you know, what I'm saying is, at the moment, it's an area that's not been explored, and it needs further research. But you exactly. know, like the Gurdwara in Botswana now as yeah. well. You know, and um, even in South Africa, there's a place called Aliwal in South Africa. Okay. You know, there's a township called Aliwal. You know, so these histories go back to the Anglo-Sikh wars and the yeah, generals. Exactly. And I've just been discussing with um, Simranjit Singh about West African countries issuing stamps, and I've just done the Sierra Leone collection with. You know, and that's coming up now on eBay. But I'm not, I've got the originals. Yeah. I'll show you it now. But it's an Uncle G from Wolverhampton on the stamp. Is it? <laughs> and I know how they do this stuff because it's a novelty stamp. So this and, is really you know, sad because you're looking at all those stamps. And I've just looked at one email last week from Royal Mail. They're getting Transformers. 
<laughs> no, that's that. Yeah, yeah. So you know, the original Optimus Prime and Megatron from the cartoons. So I was like, oh my god, I'm going to buy some stamps, right? When I should be investing in my set of seek history. But then I'm looking at, and I used to watch these things like nearly forty years ago. So, but see, the Royal Mail have clocked on that all the people with the money are only Fools and Horses fans, Star yeah, Wars yeah, fans, yeah. Transformers fans. Exactly. And now they're making the stamps to fulfill... Give it 10, 15 years, it'll be friends, it'll be those sorts of things, because yeah, those yeah. are the people that have got rid of their budget yeah, yeah. and got money now. Because and then, you know, it's the easiest birthday present you can give. You just give them a only Fools and Horses stamp. You know they'll be happy. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 10, 20 pound done. You know? And yet they're... they're but yeah, no, got we'll the... check your collection in a minute. No worries. No, on behalf of Lord Forge and Fantastic, I just want to say thank you very much. And, We'll see you in a couple of months, definitely. Why could you keep that? Why could you keep that?